Hello, friends. I'm your host, Maddie Shook. And I'm her co-host, Megan Mann. And you're listening to Once Upon a Stream, a Disney Plus podcast where we discuss the magical world of content on Disney Plus. Welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Stream, a Disney Plus podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Shook, along with my co-host, Megan Mann. Hello. And we have two guests today, a returning guest that we didn't scare them away with our crazy fangirling. So we have Amanda back. Hello. Happy to have you here. And the lovely Christelle. Hello. So... We have, it was essentially a sound the alarm when we got (laughs) the Twitter announcement that the 1997 Wonderful World of Disney version of Cinderella featuring Brandy and Whitney Houston is coming on Disney Plus. Because I don't think I've I've seen anyone's icon change faster than Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Probably true. Probably true. (laughs) It was instantaneous. They're like, hey, we're putting it on. And she's like, Brandy's my new icon. (laughs) It happened so fast. It was like ready. (laughs) Yeah, I had to do it. I mean, sorry, Julie Molina, but like Cinderella? Come on. Had to. The superior Cinderella. Don't even. (laughs) Like, yes, absolutely. Yes, 100%. And that's a a high bar, too, considering how many Cindy's we've had. No. Consider well. See if if we were to talk about it, I would take Ever After out of the equation yeah. because, like, I literally burned out multiple VHSs of that movie when I was younger. Like, <laughs> I loved Ever After, and I still do. I think it's fantastic. But if we're taking that out of the equation, this has to be the best. And I love that there was this like unspoken bond between everyone on Twitter where they were like, yes, you are correct. That is the best one. Yeah, it's a fact. No arguments. I will jump in, though. I will jump in and say I do love the 2015 one. Like, you cannot... Oh, I do, for sure. Like, it is beautiful casting A+. But, like, the way this one broke barriers by 2015 Cinderella. Bye. Sorry, can't. I I definitely consider, honestly, I consider Hillary Duff as a Cinderella. (laughs) So Cinderella story counts. Yeah, it totally counts. So like, that's also another, it's competitive. It's competitive, but it's about, and not just Brandy, but I think it's the cast. Yes. Oh my God. You know. So I live uh, Instagrammed my feelings about this when I rewatched it. Um, I think it's some of my best work. Um, <laughs> Highlight material. And I said, like, very seriously, I was like, we have to take, like, plausibility in terms of genealogy out of the picture. Like, you can't. Oh, no, it's fantasy. Genetics do not exist. (laughs) There is no way that Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber would create an Asian prince. There's just no, uh, there's no hidden part of their DNA that would create that. Yeah. But like, Um, nobody even asked. Everyone was just like, yep, 
All right. Kosher. We love. Totally. It's really interesting because I mean, that's like the joke that was made even in the nineties and growing up. Right. It's like, Oh, it doesn't make sense. Um, And I guess part of that, like, this is the fantasy world where, and it could potentially be problematic, of course, like it's, it's truly colorblind, um, which is only confirmed like later on when they're all trying on the slippers and like, they're all, it's like a diverse group of like women trying on this glass slipper. And I'm like, come on, Paolo, (laughs) or Christopher Rupert, I should say, but like, I'm like, okay, come on, Paolo, you know that it's not a white girl that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna put on that uh glass slipper you you saw her face um but that and so that's really interesting that it is like a colorblind world which is not what, yes, which is not what we are obviously and what we shouldn't be and i would assume that it's because this colorblind world doesn't have like those problems and like the historical oppression that exists in our reality and so that's why i fully this is another earth this is another it's planet where it fits. it's fairy tale yes, magic yes yes yeah. <laughs> okay but the fact that you just said that and I learned something about this damn movie that I watched last night, <laughs> I did not even think about the fact that he just tries the shoe on everyone. My whole thing was like, ew, all the feet, he's dedicated. <laughs> not, you can't, oh my gosh. I'm going to have to process this for a bit, okay. but that's, that's like some new information. But it's true. Twice. He didn't. He didn't pay any attention when it's really clear, like, um, you saw her, right? Mm-hmm. You, sh- yeah, you have eyeballs. I could eliminate like half the people that you tried on with that week. Wow, magic! <laughs> See, even what twenty four years later, I don't do math. Yes, twenty four. Boom. So yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Which I think that's like an even more interesting thing to think about. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so this is nineteen ninety seven when this movie's coming out, yes. right? Moesha's only been on the air for a year. Oh, shoot. That's it. Moesha's only been on air for a year. It started in 1996 and ended in 2001. Like, this is like, no one really is even, like, fully invested in Brandy. Except Kobe Bryant. Because they went to prom before this movie, I think. (laughs) I don't know why that's important. Sorry. It is. It's important. It's. It's facts, and we need to bring them to the table, and I get that. <laughs> so, exactly. So she, she's still technically kind of like a nobody. Yes, mm-hmm. Moesha was a successful TV show, but at this point, she's not like the musical superstar. Like, The Boy Is Mine is still a couple, couple years away. Like, like, we still got time before she really, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, gets up there. And, you know, Moesha's not in full swing yet. It's only after season one. And she's literally landing this role opposite Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Houston and Bernadette Peters. Oh, the casting. The casting. Goodness. I love, I mean, that is important enough. Although I will say in terms of Brandy, I I do love this, like I said. But. Oh, here we go. (laughs) I. Well, well, no, I mean, like, I think she took the whole, like, sort of princess trope and leaned too heavily into it. Like, her affectation was just like, ha, 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 ha. Huh. See what I'm saying? Like, she, it, that's not how Brandy talks. The way, the way she talks in this movie is not how Brandy talks. 
it's very much like lilting like a like a softened yes. lilting yes like a princess type early like snow white sleeping beauty mm. type princess scene. i could see that and yeah. i'm like i'm like oh i don't like this <laughs> but on the flip side you had like peak Whoopi Goldberg, like oh. peak Whoopi Goldberg, where she's like, when she's freaking out and she said, or he says, I want to marry for love. And she's like, I need my smelling salt. <laughs> <laughs> and then she waits for her husband to pick up on that. And he doesn't. Uh. And she's like, anyway, like she, oh my God. It's peak Whoopi Goldberg, I think. Yeah. I just, and I mean, Victor Garber, he, uh doesn't miss like that was great he just no uh, perfection yeah the men in wonderful world of disney the other big production that they like put legit money into was also the annie that they did that also had victor Berger. and so both of those back to back that's like my experience with victor garber first off before even legally blonde or um eventually like i didn't know alias or even Arrowverse stuff like it was Daddy Warbucks and the King from Cinderella. He's delightful. I do love that moment where they're where he's like, "You need to tell them to cancel the ball. Say you were ashamed." And Victor Garber chimes in instantly. I've never been ashamed in my life. I don't think I'll start today. Like I <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he's a that. good. He's I a good like a king who who's still you know you respect him, but you know he's also a goober. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I will like the men in this movie are, are fantastic. And there's only really like oh, three yeah. men that are highlighted and, uh, Victor Garber is one. And then I want to bring attention to you before we talk about the Prince, um, Jason Alexander as uh, he, so good. He's so good. He danced his little took us off. Um, <laughs> oh my god when he does the thing where he's like getting all the stuff for the ball Yo, the, and he's um, just like dancing through the town that song oh is my god. so it's still lit I was like for the whole weekend I kept singing Christopher Rupert like just that part <laughs> of his name and I was like I think I want to name my child Christopher Rupert possibly <laughs> so I can sing that for the rest of my life um, but there are moments that where he really like steals it and he's just in the background, you know. So kudos. Can we oh yeah. Actively, since he's Christopher Rupert, um, can the prince be a Hollywood Chris? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Ooh. No, it's his character. Not yes. Actor, but <laughs> Let's replace Chris Pratt. <laughs> we can re- we can replace Chris Pratt with literally a pile of dirt, and it'd be fine. <laughs> Cool. We can name a pile of dirt, Chris, and say, this one's better. (laughs) You are not wrong. (laughs) But, like, I do, I think the, like, before we even get to, like, the songs, because we can't, we can't, we'll be there a while, but, (laughs) like, the cast was incredible. Like, Bernadette Peters (gasps) as the stepmother was, I forgot that that was a thing because <laughs> when you think of this Cinderella, you think, okay, Brandy, Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, Victor Garber, and that's it. Because I forgot about Jason Alexander. And I was like, oh, what are you doing here? What's up? And then when she came out, I was like, ah, you're here too? You're here too? I forgot. 
I mean, this was kind of like one of those roles that Bernadette Peters was like made oh, for. Yes. Totally. Did you did you know that it wasn't gonna be her at first? <gasps> Who was it supposed Are you to ready? be? Okay, so okay. let's I mean, I think that like a good blanket statement too is like to really recognize that Whitney Houston was a producer on this. She's a huge um reason this came together and it was cast the way it was, yeah. right? That makes sense then why Brandy Yes, because because they originally ABC originally wanted Whitney to be Cinderella and she was like, uh, I'm too old, I'm gonna be the fairy godmother, and she chose Brandy. Okay, so Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's it's so it's like really it's it's sweet because it's kind of like the passing of the torch. She really took Brandy under her wing and they apparently uh, developed a really good relationship, um, like a mentoring relationship or at least I'm not sure how long that lasted, but I, I know that they had affection for each other anyway. So Bernadette Peters, not originally the choice for a stepmother because um, so Bette Midler was offered the role and oh, she, she, she really? said no because, or she had, um, she basically was unsure because the stepmother is supposed to be really awful to Cinderella. And then having Cinderella be played for the first time by a young black woman, like she wasn't sure that she wanted to. To basically be disparaging and cruel to a young black woman on TV like okay, that. Okay, I support that. I right? support that. Um, mm-hmm. And while that would have been another st- stepmother, like that would, it would have been good because Bette Midler, right? Um, well, but right. Bernadette, like she took yes. it and like her choices in this, yes. Like every single, like there's so much mustard on every single <laughs> Like when syllable, she the key out of her cleavage in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's like the Lily Saint Regis I remember. Um, but like everything, like my favorite line and one of my favorite parts is falling in love with love. But, uh, but yes. when she says it's not so about good. love, it's about marriage. It's about marriage. Have I taught you girls nothing? Like, every oh my syllable. god, that was my okay. <laughs> That was one of my favorite parts. And she's like, now, girls, what have I always taught you? We don't. We hide our until after, until after the wedding. Uh. <laughs> I literally had to hit pause and just fall over because I was like. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's it's perfect. And I think that she knew it's what perfection. she like. I'm really glad that she she decided to do and, it yeah. and wasn't. um Ner- like shying, shying away from it, yeah, because she really, well, truly, like, made the stepmother into like she's like so iconic as the stepmother. Even though I guess we don't think of her first role as stepmother, like to me, it's just like no, that's Bernadette Peters. Like, she's perfect. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally just said that I didn't even remember she was in it until she showed up. Like. There are just other roles that I associate with Bernadette Peters, but now I'm going to remember, like, oh, no, 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 I remember now. Now I remember. Okay, okay, okay. Well, what I always love. We also do have to remember it was 24 years about ago. About the stepmother role is it's always a diva actress that is just being so extra and having uh-huh. a blast with it. Because uh-huh. going all the way back to the 1950 animated original, you have Eleanor Audley, who also did Maleficent, who is just. Mm-hmm. Queen, like amazing and just so sinister and regal and fabulous. But then even going to like K 
Kate Blanchett in the 2015 one. She is serving looks in every scene and just oh. chewing the scenery. <laughs> yes. Fabulous. Jennifer Coolidge. Had, I was about to say Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> oh my God, you you keep drawing this back to Cinderella's story so hard. I can't help it. You will die I will, on this hill. You I will mean, die on this they hill. go together. Yeah, you're not very pretty. You're, you're not, not very bright. I'm so glad we right. have this. Silver palm trees. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Uh, you think J Lo has so a brown lawn? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that was like one of these hands down best roles Jennifer Coolidge has ever done. And she's Back. done a lot of amazing roles. I bet. Like when she's sitting there and she has the, the glasses on and she's in the tanning bed and she takes a cookie. Mmm, so moist. So <laughs> Like, what? Like she flat out told her, yeah, you're not going to college, but I'm going to enjoy this cookie in front of you. Also, mm-hmm. I love the stepsisters <laughs> in this so much. Yes, they're so good. Yeah. I love their absurdly weird names because those aren't the real names from any Calliope and Minerva. Yes. <laughs> also, like, I love Calliope. That's a great name. Quick rest in peace to Natalie. Uh, she. That was yikes. That I was just bad. found out too. I was like, what happened to her? And she, so can you fact check me? But she, so she, she, she lost her battle to cancer literally like three months ago, right? Yeah. December, early December. I don't know why I didn't, I didn't know cancer or if it was something else, but yeah, it was a couple months ago. Let's so see. I'm here with the, the Google machine. <laughs> hey sometimes you gotta bring up oh yeah wow. colon cancer you're right mm-hmm. yeah and it's it sucks because it was like so close because she yeah. would have like then they would have because they're it's cute how the whole cast is kind of like gassing it up Absolutely. right they're just like yeah. hey yeah. watch watch uh disney plus watch disney plus and i'm like oh yay let's talk about yeah. how paolo is like all over oh. it i love his did, instagram did he's see- just about it did you see that um, Todrick Hall made a video, a new video, and it features Brandy in the Cinderella gown and like they're uh-huh. dancing in the ballroom? Uh-huh. Okay, no, but can I need to get in the podcast. How how do podcasts I'm work? Sure we no, can. <laughs> we'll, we'll share it on the Twitter. Put it in the show notes. Okay. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and then also the TikTok of Brandy where she like did like the brush and then like it went foof with a transition i don't know tiktok and then and then she was in the dress <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where we're I mean, old it's probably, it's probably when she was filming the tantric video because that would make sense seeing as she had to wear it for the video the only yeah, tiktok exactly. i'm aware of is the kesha song <laughs> sorry about it oh wait wait don't honestly just avoid tiktok altogether because like I say, oh, I'm going to go on here for 20 minutes. And then two hours later, and I'm like, where did, where did, where did it go? Where did life go? Like, I don't, I how agree. did I get here? I've also been converted only because I learned about the algorithm. And, like, it's yeah. it's magical. You, essentially you create, create your, your own, own algorithm. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, it'll probably be, like, Cinderella story TikTok. And then, <laughs> and then probably, like, uh, Broadway TikTok. And then probably, like, a puppy uh, being friends with a leopard or something. And 
It's amazing. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. You literally create your own algorithm in essence. Like you you spend a few days on it and you like certain things and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, all this right. This is I what we're see doing. Where my TikTok's going. Like mine is Chinese, right? Like mine's like Chinese street fashion, which I could stare at for like seven hours and then a bunch of makeup and then some really dumb stuff. And then it's like, this is like, there's this one guy who does all of his TikToks pretending he works at McDonald's. It's fantastic. Sounds dumb, but it's hilarious. So it's like, don't, don't get on the TikTok people. Anyway, moral of that story. Um, <laughs> Brandy is a queen. Well, yeah. well, actually at this point, 24 years oh, later, she would be. Exact. <laughs> Right, and to be fair, I only found out about that Todrick video because I was on TikTok and the celebrity <laughs> makeup artist, the celebrity makeup artist who did the makeup on the video, like did a behind the scenes on that video shoot. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm here for this lipstick, Nick. I'm here with you. I'm doing this with you. So um, yeah, but it's like, I love that everyone's Can we talk about their it. makeup so, in the movie? Yes. Okay. Oh. Yes. But I want to talk first about, because this won't take as long, I want to talk about the set. <laughs> because, okay, so The sets won't take out. as long as so the makeup this, is great. <laughs> no, they won't, because this, this I have some theories yes. that work with me here. So this movie, it, of the three that they made, because they made a third one other than Annie, they made another one. Anyway, but they made three. I don't know what the other one is. But of the three, this one had the highest budget of $12 million. Oh. And because as I'm watching this, I'm like, man, what is this budget? Because this budget isn't it. It's not it. It's not it. Turns out it was it. Um, but whatever. <laughs> it was getting Whitney so Houston and Whitney I'm Goldberg and Bernadette Peters is what that budget was for. That's that's what that budget really was for. So wow. I'm like, I'm sitting there, and the first scene, I'm like, why does this look like Epcot? They look like they literally <laughs> just filmed this in Epcot. And they didn't, by the way. I Googled. Anyway, um, so it, it looks like Epcot. And I was like, seriously, what is the budget here, people? Like, what 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 was our budget? It doesn't, doesn't make sense. So I look, and it's not Epcot. They actually filmed it predominantly on um, the old MGM backlot. Oh. Oh. So Wizard, as I'm staring at Oz, it. Right? So he, hear me out. So I'm staring at it, and when they go to their house, like when they they go to Cinderella's house, looks exactly like when she's going down the yellow brick road. And I'm yes. like, okay, this feels like a restructured thing. And then at the end, when they're standing there going to the castle, I'm like, that is literally just a repurposed yep. munchkin land. Like that is munchkin land. And so they really just said, you know, we're going to we'll repurpose all the Wizard of Oz yeah. to, we'll just tweak this and no one will notice. Um, and so, Although yeah, it's so an impressive sound repurpose parts of the Wizard of Oz. For the ballroom that goes out into the it gardens. Because yeah. you have those crane shots that go yeah. over. So it's like a giant warehouse hangar mm-hmm. type situation. Well, and that's what they used to all be is these, they used to be these giant warehouses that they converted into sound stages because, you know, they couldn't film anything on location until the first movie that was filmed or the first musical that was filmed on location was on the town. And I think that came out in 54. Um, so that was the first musical that was ever filmed actually on uh, location. So up until then, all of them were just filmed on these giant warehouses. So that's why you look and you're like, oh, that's the 
that's the fountain in Meet Me in St. Louis that they also use in an American in Paris. Like it's all just the same. So um, I thought that was interesting that they literally just tweaked um, uh, uh, Wizard of Oz set to, make it to work. work. I think also, yeah. um, so during the, um, the, the prince is giving a ball, um, and then you see all the roads and <laughs> the all that, cake. I believe that's definitely, that's from Princess Diaries too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, what? it's, I, I'm pretty sure because I go, I used to, I take the tram every single time I go to Universal Studios Hollywood. So I'm pretty sure that's oh, the back nice. lot and it's little it's the like part that's like usually Europe so it's also the good place where they <laughs> okay see okay I totally got that vibe too um I used to go to Universal on the reg when you know we I weren't know. in a pandemic um but yeah because I remember going on that tour and they talked about the good place and I like the yogurt shop and blah 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 so if that's true, I'm the village might be very yeah. like yes. happy about it. Because yeah, we're basically Amanda. So we're that's basically in sick. the Brandy yeah. Cinderella movie. Like, yeah. um, good because I want to learn those dances and like, but they can't redo it. <laughs> so I can't be in it. So I'll just take this victory and yes. and, and run with it. It's fine. Well, yeah, and that's also like you look at it, and that's literally when she does the parade route in Princess Diaries two. When she's going through the streets of Genovia and like walking next to her grandmother's With car and whatever, baby Abigail the girl. Oh. That's that's yes. the street they're on. Totally. That's the parade street. It's all connected. I watched Princess Diaries. Like, this is Genovia. Oh, Did you watch goodness. it for Valentine's Day? Yeah, this is a lot of repurposed stuff. <laughs> I watched it. I did a double Princess Diaries feature last week because I had a day. And now I'm sad that I totally don't recognize that. But oh well, I guess I have oh, to watch no, a Chris Pine movie. Re-watch My bad. It. I'll just oh, watch God. it. How are you going to manage this? Oh, I don't know. I probably won't. I don't really like. A little bit just kidding. About, He's so, just some of y'all have been to like that set location, <laughs> which is awesome. But also seeing a bit of this movie in person, Amanda and I both got to see um, some of the the Cinderella dress and the fairy godmother dress on display at the costume <sighs> exhibit at D23. Wow. <sighs> Which one? They were both so you, tiny. I know. She's, Ridiculous. Brandy is so I hate little. That. Like, I hate that. Yeah, she's small. She's a small. I hate that when you go see costumes in real life. Like when I went to the studio tour in uh, London for Harry Potter, I was like, God, oh, Emma Watson, stop. <laughs> Because oh, all of the Cinderella's dress up is also like, like Brandy was tiny, Lily James yeah. was tiny, and Anna Kendrick is like super tiny. Like, oh, shoot, I, I forgot, forgot about that into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. but those costumes in person, I mean, I made Maddie take a picture because I was like, listen, I'm going to take a picture, but then I'm going to stand in the middle of these two dresses because I want them both, but cannot yeah. take them from D23. That's so this picture will have to And it's just they were stunning. Magic. And that was one of the things that like I remembered most over the last 24 years because Her after dress. after a certain point, well that, but like after a certain point they literally made it impossible for you to be able yeah. to watch this movie. Um like you could Legally. it wasn't streaming, it wasn't available on DVD. Well, yeah. It wasn't available on DVD. It wasn't 
anywhere. anywhere. So we had it. Or so I had it on VHS, like, but yeah. You know. That after the VHS era passed. Well, that's harder to like. Yeah. You couldn't find it. And so I feel like that was one of the main things that stuck in my brain was Whitney Houston's outfit. Oh. Because even then I was like, oh, I just need it. And even now I'm like, well, it's the cape. It's all about the cape. It's the whole thing. It's the gold. The it's gold. The it's the cape. It's the wig that has the gold, the gold in it. Yes. <laughs> It's sparkly. It's not over the top. I'm uh, hold on. Yes, it is, but it's not like Helena Bonham Carter over the top. When it's over the top for '97. Oh. It's not over the top for 2021. Let's go no, there. No, because if that was if that was what we got now, it's not enough. Like, yeah, honestly, it's a red carpet look. <laughs> oh, truly. Oh, like, I could see Zendaya yeah, like, wearing that as a red see carpet that look. Going down like right, like that's prime alexander mcqueen right there like could see it on the runway don't doubt it love it even marquesa could make something like that and then you're just like oh but in 97 since we're talking about costuming can i bring up prince christopher rupert's like floor i mean Christopher Rupert Windermere Vladimir. Um, can I bring up his like blue floor length? I don't know his like little prince robe shirt Dressing thing type thing. Yeah, prince, prince robe, robe shirt, shirt thing. thing, and it was like very Aladdin, but like at the same time, I forgot that he uh, shows his like whole torso at one point. I like short circuited. It's a little, <laughs> that was the thing of watching this again after all these years later. Like, is how fine he Brandy's is. wonderful. Whitney Houston is great. Well. But Pablo Montalban, that like, a he's gorgeous, but b he's super talented, and mm. like, a great like, voice, really charming as all get out, and just like the perfect prince. And then you're just like, well, why didn't he become a thing? Well, we know why. <laughs> Yeah, know why? <laughs> because uh, yeah, Hollywood didn't think Asian men were sexy, and also I will say, uh, so I'm, I'm yeah, I know. so I'm Filipino, <laughs> just like Paulo. Sing to me, Paulo. Um, <laughs> um, so I was watching this again. I was uh, visiting my parents for Valentine's Day, and I was like, "We're gonna watch Cinderella because I want to see what it looks like on your TV." hopefully another con- hmm. uh, part of the conversation we can have. But, and then I was watching it. I was like, you know, he's Filipino, right? I was like all proud. And then my parents were like, oh yeah, you can tell he's Filipino. And I was like, he didn't get famous. And, you know, they were like, yeah, I can see why. And I was like, what? And it's because he looks too Filipino. So not even Filipinos wanted him to be a star in the Philippines, basically. Like, isn't that the most awful, like, like, isn't that the most awful, like, colonial thinking that's, like, uh, I was, like, my own family, like, um, because my parents, like, a thing about Filipinos is, like, number one, we're colonized, right? So we like features that are not indigenous or ethnic to the Philippines, which is terrible, um, so noses, skin, uh, shadeism and colorism and skin tone, right? 
um, like even face structure, brow, eyes, like they want you to look like you are mixed with something if you are a Filipino star in the Philippines. And Paolo doesn't look like that. It's it's weird. it's weird. It's awful. Um, and then like, so it's so hard because it's like, oh, both both my countries like didn't think that he was appealing enough except like, you know, Queen Whitney saw, knew what was hot, knew what was fine, knew what was fine. <sighs> Right, and so this well, is his only starring role on a in a movie, and it's so sad because he was so good. Uh, like he should have gone to Broadway and like, yeah, yeah. yes, he would have killed it on Broadway. And like that's what's so frustrating is that like if this if he had come into a movie like even in the last five years, like look at how different it is now. Like I mean, first of all, I've never felt that they weren't attractive but like throw me in front of like like crazy rich asians was like a dream oh my god yeah that movie was like an ultimate dream i was like okay i'm here yeah like i even said i i literally sit there and watch chinese street fashion tiktoks all the time because there's this one guy where i'm just like someone give me that dude's tiktok name because i could stare at this guy forever like (laughs) so hot so hot. Give me a John Cho movie. I mean, um, there are so po- I, oh, sorry. I was mad when I can't I can't what's his name? Does anyone else watch yeah. Riverdale? Reg, are you talking about Chris Charles no. Martin or or Ross Butler? No, Ross Butler. the one who re- he replaced. Yeah. Ross Butler, there it is, there it is. Ross Butler, like, oh my God. Oh, well, Paolo was on uh, Broadway, but he, I mean, Paolo was in Mortal Kombat, the TV shows, but, and he was on Broadway. He was even with like Amelia Clark, but he just never, you know, he was never leading man again, which is brutal to back on. Yeah. Crazy. But who knows? I mean, he's like, honestly, he's like on Instagram. He is like, I love Cinderella and everybody's like, we love you. And so, so hopefully something will happen. <laughs> Well, I will get myself to Instagram <laughs> and find this man, and th- I will stare at him all day. Sit I have sleep. I have one go back just because I was determined to find it. So I'm one of like I don't know how many people. We're not going to put a number on it, but I actually do oh, have the hell? DVD of this movie. I bought Literally it in 2015. Now. I found my receipt, and I so everyone's been like, I can't watch it, and I'm like. <laughs> Bitch, I can. Sorry. <laughs> Where I had to find, find out it? when I bought Amazon. For real. Really? Amazon July 2015. Hey, on Maddie's birthday. That's fine. Um, so anyway, it was possible, but now it might be <laughs> impossible. So had to. I, I couldn't say it and not sing it. I was like, I'm on a podcast, but like a great segue because I forgot <laughs> apart from impossible because i feel like once that song kicked in i just like belted every lyric but yeah. i forgot how no unbelievably skips. good this soundtrack is like none not a single so skip so oh my god context here um my high school that i went to growing up we did musicals every other year and i was so mad because they did cinderella when um, the high school did Cinderella when I was in the eighth grade. So obviously I couldn't be oh. in it, but so, cause it was a bummer because my yeah. sister auditioned to 
um, be one of the stepsisters. And if I had just been a year older, we could have auditioned together to do it as like a sister duo. And it would (laughs) have been amazing. But alas, that, that that didn't work out. But I watched it obviously since she was in it. So I have like, that was I had kind of forgotten some of like the main songs, but that getting like that exposure, some of those songs I remember more in that context of like the theater people that I grew up with and mm-hmm. stuff, because the big scandal was there was a girl in my sister's grade that got cast as Cinderella as a sophomore and the senior girl ah. was, so, was so upset. She wore sunglasses for the rest of the day at school because she like couldn't <laughs> stop crying. Oh my God. <laughs> That is like oh. that is so she got cast people. as the stepmother instead. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> what a oh. turn! The problem is great story. <laughs> <laughs> this girl in in my sister's grade is like a literal Disney princess, like to the point. So I don't know if y'all remember in the late two thousands there, if you were a teen, there was this brand called Faviana that did like. Um, recreations of red carpet and movie dresses like they recreated the atonement dress and different stuff so I always stocked it on like prom sites and stuff don't talk but to me about inadvertently, she didn't even know it was a recreation but she bought the recreation of um Amy Adams enchanted dress the purple one and that's wow. what she wore to prom and I was like oh. of course that's the dress you're wearing she's my hero you're a Disney princess I don't know her but I love her <laughs> And like, she's she's now having a baby and they release pregnancy. And I'm like, you still look like a Disney princess all these years later. Rachel, you're, you're just flawless. Like, good for you. Wow. (laughs) What's that like? What's that like? (laughs) It it boggles the mind, but that's where I, I have some memories of like, also she's a core Cinderella in my mind because she, she beat the odds, you know, because in high school theater, the lead as a sophomore Oof. over a senior that's an upset and that that causes mm, yeah good. but the thing though is the prince was kind of because he was basically the only like good looking ish guy that was also <laughs> in the, like musical theater scene he got cast as a prince but he's a bass and the prince is very much a tenor oh no Oof. so like oh, the, like the "Do funny. I Love You Because You're Wonderful" song, it was so cringy in our high school oh, production, no. where it kind of dampened my love for that song. But then I watched it again, and I'm like, "Oh, this is actually a lovely song." When you get someone who's actually in their vocal range yeah. to do it, and then they're just like <laughs> leaning on each other, and she's like about to pass out from lack of oxygen. It's 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 so good. Her eyes are <laughs> rolling in the back of her head, and I was like, I get that. Like I the get fact it, Brandy. That she has presence of mind to understand that the clock is striking. Like, yeah, she wasn't like shh, clock shh, oh, because because I'd been like, fine, he's gonna see me in my cute ass apron because because would have just been I'm making out in the garden days. all Bridgerton style, you know? Oh, the garden. Oh, I. They went into the dog. Walk. I love that. Like Whitney Houston could have. I love that Whitney Houston could have made herself so much more involved in this. And she's yeah, like, I'll she's be like, this is enough. We're good. You have the time. Yeah. 
Um, this is more than enough. I will say about the soundtrack. I think so. I know we're talking about not being able to have watched it for so long. I was upset that we couldn't decade. listen to it anywhere. I I had my bootlegged, you know, MP3s from whenever, but it's still not on Spotify. You still can't listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. I've been trying. Oh. And they keep sending me to the, you know, the the Laura Osnes Fantino. Uh, yeah, the Santino. One. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, which I got to, I also got, okay. So for my birthday, I was like, we're going to watch Cinderella. We're going to go and see Cinderella on stage. Because they mm. were touring in California at the time. Yes. Um, and it's, I, I don't want to lie. Like if you like go and you're hyped and you're just like Brandy, Cinderella, let's go. And then you go and then you're like, oh yeah, they're so different. <laughs> it's not the same. Uh, it doesn't have the extra yeah. beats. Yeah. It's still like, gorgeous. It's still and beautiful. Like, yeah, it was, uh, they're you still know, talented. I really wish I could have seen Kiki Palmer do it. Yes. Yeah. The transformations Ugh. are amazing. Um, well, obviously, because this is 1997 digital. So the onstage, of course, was like better. But in terms of right. execution and like the songs they chose, what they decided to add, what they decided to take from other shows, like I think that the narrative they created and highlighting everyone, it's just like it was the perfect. It was chef's kiss, you know? It, it was so. flawless. <laughs> I feel like we all have like a really fun story <laughs> involving some version of Cinderella. Like Maddie had the uh, the high school production. Christelle had the you know the singing on her birthday. When I turned twenty one, the only thing I wanted to do was have my birthday <gasps> oh. dinner at Cinderella's Castle at Disney World. Oh, and we called to make a reservation. They're like, yeah, that got booked up like six months ago. And then <gasps> I was devastating. like, I was devastated. And then my my dad just kept calling back every single day and we went for my, so my mom is the 19th and I'm the 21st. So if we go somewhere for one of our birthdays, we're going somewhere for both of our birthdays. And um, it ended up working out that they only had one reservation left on my mom's birthday. And oh. so like we swapped birthday dinners and on my birthday, we went to this fancy schmancy place in downtown Disney or at the boardwalk and I was like this is not for me but uh <laughs> but for my birthday we just stayed and I got to go to the castle for and like my mom still has the picture framed in her office like I'm 21 oh. in the picture and my dream is just to have a sleepover in the in the castle but it's I'm not saying pure. I know. If only I had the money. To Disney, do, like, hear us out. Please just let us sleep there. Because it's amazing. Oh my gosh. I literally have a friend who works at Disney oh, wow. and she stayed there twice. <gasps> what? I'm like, are you kidding? Because I guess if the people oh, don't space show available, up, you just kind of swoop. <laughs> it's just, it's just space. Yeah, you could just swoop in. So my friend did it twice, and I was like, and she like had it on Snapchat. And I was like, I'm so annoyed. Like, <laughs> you know, people complain left, right, and center about working for the Mouse House, but at the end oh, of the day, there are certain parks that we plebeians are just not. We're just not. <sighs> we're just not you know privy to like my sister got to go to Merida's coronation when she became Ooh. a Disney princess at the parks like they literally like 
bring the character of Merida out and they like uh, coronate her as an official Disney princess. And Aww. they do it like in the parks. And my sister got to be there for Merida's. And I was like, Like, it makes me. I have a question. Disney, so now that Disney stuff. Plus has this version of Cinderella, so now you could, t- we're allowed to Disney bound as this, right? Like, this is. Oh, for that's, sure. That's what's next, right? <laughs> oh, you guys. I'm literally. Yes, I'm literally on a bridesmaid dress website right now looking for like a dress I can find in that blue that looked like her dress because I decided last night. Yeah, because I decided last night that's going to be my post-COVID Halloween costume. I want to be here for it. Like her her falling in love, like the turquoise with like the pink, like it's not appealing, but at the same time, yes. Yeah, you know, and then I'll pull a key out of my bosoms, and it'll, and I'll just hit on. <laughs> if you don't do that, though, you you have to. Yeah, go through and I have to hit on all the Jason Alexanders <laughs> I see when she was like, oh <laughs> gets to dance with you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, so much spit in her mouth right now. <laughs> she went in. She went in, and I. You have really to love her for it. I mean, my goodness. Um, again, like I brought it up earlier, so obviously I'm gonna bring it back around. But um, that's like Angelica <laughs> Houston and Ever After, where she just like <laughs> leans in. I think that's something we could say for like anyone who plays the stepmother. They lean into it because it's fun to be bad, so right? Hard. It's so it hard. Is. I can't. I can't remember who it was in Into the Woods. The I Christian Baranski. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, again, someone who's going to lean super heavy into that. So, so I think people like taking on this yeah. role because they're like, mm, yes, Wild. I'm just Don't going to revel in this. Adaptations in about, in about 10 or 15 years when Anne Hathaway's the right age to be the stepmother, <laughs> that needs to happen. Oh. Well, she did, yeah, I mean, she did, like, you know, the White Queen in the two Alice in Wonderland movies. Oh, yeah. When she was in The Witches, yeah. So she has played, like, you know, crazy. Like, she's an actress who knows what the assignment is, you know? That, like, okay, this is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, we already have Helena Bonham Carter as the fairy godmother in 2015. Man, I mean, because it's hard to think of that because of of Whitney as the fairy godmother is like, at least to me, that's what this movie hinges on. Like she is the magic that brings all of this together, right? Behind the scenes and on the screen and like her riffing her face off. I was like, I mean, Whitney literally followed by <laughs> Regina King in a Cinderella story. Because... Oh my gosh. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed. We can do this literally all day. Apparently. Did anyone I else did. watch the Selena I did, and it's Jane. And it's Jane Lynch. I like that As one. Mother. With Drew Seeley. Uh huh. And she's a dancer. And then. And then the third uh, one terrible. was the one with Lucy There's Hale so singing. And then I didn't watch the Lucy Hale oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a lot. Job, which is the fourth There's one. Like, okay. I think there's, like, they a Christmas version as well. Like, it's... 
I saw that one, I think. Yeah. Isn't it like Greg Sulkin in it or something? I think that might Literally, be why I watched like, it. Oh, I watched it okay, for Greg. I like his face. Oh. oh. Actually, I think you're right. Because I think I saw that on Netflix where I was like, what, what is this? No. What is this? I don't like it. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, because it's I don't want that it. and the... But I think it's oh, funny, though, because... Austin and Allie? Yeah, the one that did the Noah Centennial movie. Yeah, Perfect Date, like a, the Perfect yes. Date. And it's really rude that I don't know her name, but <laughs> it's like Allie from Toronto is, I think, her last name, but I, I don't think know her first name. I'll go oh, yeah. I think you're right. Can we just, like, for a second, take a beat, even though this is veering off course, like, drastically? There's a point to it. Is that so you had Hillary Duff as, like, the quintessential Disney Channel star, right? Yes. The first one that we all just were like, yeah. it's diminishing returns. So you for have sure. that, and then <laughs> yeah, her Raven, I would say. Well, well, like the two. You, well, like yeah, but what I'm saying is, you, just follow my lead. So then you have like a generation or so later, you have Selena Gomez become like the quintessential star because you know, even though Miley is on at the same time people would gravitate a little bit more towards Selena Gomez because she was a little bit more wholesome. Yeah, Miley's and, and Cinderella. Um, like, so you no. have that. And then, <laughs> no, no. And then you have Hillary did the first Cinderella story and then Selena Gomez does the second one. Then you have the Lizzie McGuire movie and then yeah. Selena Gomez essentially remakes it with Monte Carlo. Yeah. So Selena Gomez, you. I mean, isn't isn't that the thing where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can borrow my homework, but just change it up a little so they don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's really like what it is, though. because like I mean, literally, I, I was okay. Just that is just so wild. The other day with Selena someone Gomez, where I was like Katie Cassidy trying to play like a just graduated from high school. Oh my gosh, character. We're ignoring Ooh, Katie Cassidy. We don't include her in our narrative. We don't. Um, and oh. I have, I have fully, fully blacked out um, the part of Gossip Girl oh, no. that has Katie Cassidy. Like, oh yeah. My friend was, my friend was just watching it for the first time, and she was talking to me, and I was like, I don't know who that character is, and I looked it up, and I was like, That's what yeah. I don't remember. Julia, <laughs> Katie Cassidy, and I blocked it out. <laughs> blacked her out completely and it was a stupid plot line anyway anyway um but yeah selena gomez you should send uh, a thank you card and some flowers hey there we go she just had a baby so absolutely she would love an edible arrangement okay so (laughs) let's get into and a big one not the small one that's only like five we do we want to go in order or should we say like our favorites or (laughs) let's keep it chronological just to yes give a semblance of order that <laughs> illusion because <laughs> i love that we get a little bit like just i don't let's follow start it off Go on. right away because this is what what people came yeah. for <laughs> that yeah i cried immediately movie, it was like yeah 30 seconds in i was like oh okay <sighs> we're gonna cry the whole time sure sing <laughs> Then we get the like the Fine. first little love Fine. song between Brandy and Paolo and the sweetest just... sound. Ah, written for so the so cute. Round, you know mm-hmm. that the the round style where it like overlaps. Oh, yeah. it's it's always fun. That's oh, yeah. the I think, I think like that's 
the hottest that he looks in the movie is with the terracotta. He's basically he's wearing what Daniel Radcliffe wears in Miracle Workers, right? Um, <laughs> but so with the suspenders, yeah. yes, terracotta. He gives the one lady a flower, yeah. and you're just like, um, and he's singing about. Let's not forget, he's singing about falling in love. <laughs> A man in touch with his feelings, y'all. What is that? We don't know. We don't know him. And like (laughs) the way he looks at her when they lock eyes for the first Uh, time. My God. (laughs) That's a good look. You know, the look, the rom-com look. Yeah. You know. Oh, he does. Oh, the rom-com look. Yeah, could have been at the top of the rom com game. Good stuff, good stuff. <sighs> and then, yeah, we the weren't just giving a ball. We weren't hip to also, the. Rob yeah. Marshall did the choreography for this, which it yeah. shows oh. because oh. I'm Rob Marshall. Who did? I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, like the musical guy. That if it's not Bill Condon, it's oh, Rob yeah. Marshall. The ensemble or... is killing it. So good. I know. Doing the work. My gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I live for an over the top choreographed moment. (laughs) Like, that's my bread and butter right there. Like, that's what I like besides the, (laughs) besides the sparkly costumes, which is really why I'm at musicals. Um, (laughs) Tide is over-the-top choreographed numbers because I feel like that's how life should be, is that we should be able to bust into song and dance when we feel the need to express <laughs> ourselves better. Um, I do it. Uh, those around me are not a fan, but I believe that that's what we should do, is that if we feel spiritually moved, we should. And that's how we should be able to live our lives. These are true facts. I so I love them dancing around and like Dancing down the streets and like throwing the food to catch it and the champagne bottles. Yeah, even Jason and, Alexander puts in on the choreo. I, and I was like, no, I he's, did not know you had this it. in you. He did it for Whitney. He got down. When he Whitney down. asks George you to learn that kind of choreo and dance on top of a box, you do it. You know, you hop on the box. You do you it. You don't question it. You don't say, mm, I yes, don't think ma'am. so. You say, okay. <laughs> Sounds that, good. That number is just so much fun. I heard you, Whitney. We're on it. I love it. Oh, Herman. Yeah. It's still Herman. <laughs> it's just good. It's always great. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love that. I, I just feel like. This is one of my favorite A little alto moments. Oh. Just because she she leaned so heavily into like being an over the top queen too. Like she was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And she like, I'm gonna be. She has good chemistry with Victor too. Like is. it's like Thank you believe you. they're smashing, right? Yes. <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> And then you find out he's gay, and you're like, <laughs> "Well, that's I acting." Can't believe it, though. <laughs> True. I don't care that you're gay. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying is like you you buy like it the moment when like, he's you know like, what? "If I were a younger man." Yes. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I'd be younger." 
Would you? Oh my god! Would I? I guess. Would I? Some of the best lines when he's just like. Yeah, it was almost like a Paul Bettany vision growl. (laughs) He went deep. Yes. (laughs) I got you. She tied it back to Disney Plus. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much any rabbit trail eventually lead to WandaVision at some point because that's (laughs) consuming all of my thoughts. I'm updating the Darcy Lewis Jimmy Woo fic tag every single day. Give me their spinoff tomorrow. The sitcom squad? It doesn't even have to be I like be the truth. They're my OT3, to be honest. Yes. Like, give me that, and I'll be good. Just give me that show. Although, it's just unfortunate because, you know, Darcy plays into Thor, and Monica plays into Captain Marvel, and you're just like, come on, just give us what we want, and give them their own little mini-series of solving I don't we are care. Space mysteries. I don't care what they solve. Just yeah, give it to me. I'm sure there are plenty they could solve. Give it. Okay. So give it to me. Then we get the like in my own little corner. It's cute. It's just it's it's a oh. new song, and so those don't always rank as high. You know, it's like the diva moments are. Like, it's either, like, crazy diva moments or, like, swoon-worthy romance that are, like, what rank high, musically speaking, for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's still a really cute and fun song. Can I? But this is one of those songs that also, like, sorry, uh-huh. when it came on, I was like, I know every word to this song. Yeah. I still know every word to this yeah. song. Like I and I it. mean, considering yeah, I was time. like seven when this came out, this is the version I know. I know this more than the Julie Andrews version, who is also my queen, and more than the new version. And so, like all the beats, all the like, all the little extra they add on to this song to, to you know, make it feel modern. But also, Brandy is the first Black Cinderella singing the song so they have to change the words like so instead of i'm a Mm -hmm. young norwegian princess they say i'm a young egyptian princess and that's what i sing yeah you know and that's what i do when i'm dancing around for the past what 20 years that's what i've been doing like i do that choreo i go on my stairs my stairs and i always pretend that i'm a huntress on an african safari like I think that it it's really important to recognize like that this moment that this ingenue moment is a it's a scene that girls recreated all the time. Like it was very foundational for them in like loving musicals mm-hmm. and also seeing themselves in musicals if they're used to um like a not as diverse range of princesses. And so oh, I think yeah. that this while it might not be like killer vocally or whatever even though brandy does great like uh i think that this is such an important cinderella song right because i think that i was one of those girls who felt alone and so the the heart of this song is that like she can escape she feels alone she hates the house that she lives in or she doesn't feel understood but she has her little chair she has her little corner and then she can escape imagination yes yes so I love it. I love, and I want to, I just want to uh, give my roses to this song. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so going to my little Cinderella experience, I actually knew this song, well, I guess, I guess maybe even before or at the same time this movie came out. I mean, I was, okay, well, I wasn't very coherent when this came out, but the reason I knew Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella before Disney Cinderella is because my mom's version of Cinderella was the other TV version of this in 1965 oh. from Leslie Ann Warren. So I knew like all these songs and all the words to that. And cause that had Ginger Rogers and like I said, Leslie Ann Warren. And I don't remember because it's, you know, beyond our time. So then this came out. So then I was always watching either this one or my mom's. I mean, for her birthday last year, I did a cameo. I got a cameo for Leslie Ann Warren. So that's like her Cinderella. So I've been on my own little corner train for, you know, as long as I've been alive between hers and mine. I'm like, yeah, I know all the songs or all the lyrics. Like, this is fine. So then seeing it on stage when it toured um, in L.A. last year, year two years yeah, ago time. I don't even know but I was like okay. <laughs> Jeremy, <Jeremy's> baby. <laughs> yeah who, who who knows before the pandemic when I saw it on stage before the pandemic I was like wow it's so different but it's also just it's very true to everything you know excluding the Disney and then the Cinderella story like it's very it just is. true to the musical that I've been watching forever so just had to throw mine in there and just give a shout out to my mom's TV Cinderella with the sixties. I've never seen that. Leslie I really want to see it now. It sounds amazing. It's, I mean, you have to give you have to give Brandy and Whitney's some you know credit for being the nineties. <laughs> so you have to do that even more so for this one being the sixties. It is very, um, <laughs> it feels very stilted, and the costumes are definitely of their time. Um, but I highly advise, I mean, I recommend it. It was, I don't know. I've watched it for longer than I've been aware. So I would say yes. Awesome. If you can find it, I would watch it. It's fun. fabulous. And then, okay. I love that. In the corner. Is the next song Falling in Love with Love? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, love it. The best. I oh. believe so, yeah. It's less even the song and it is than it is her performance. I mean, Bernadette Peters, just you believe it. Like whether you're a cynic or you're actually in love, like you just believe what she's selling no matter what. Like, yes, <laughs> teach me how I'm dumb. Teach me how to not fall in love with love. It's you're so right. You're so right. The, I won't say I'm in love, which is my my favorite Disney song. Oh. It's just, it's extra and like sassy and that it, it just goes all out. And so I, I love it so much and all of the vocal performances are fantastic. Yeah. I like that they all get in on it. That's what I like the most. <laughs> it's a family. A family. Yeah. Well, because if you think about it, like in any Disney version, they don't all sing a song together. Uh-huh. No. They don't. Yeah. So I, I mean, in like in Into the Woods, they all sing a song together, but it's still not the same. I think this song is so sad. Like it's like it it adds that layer to this stepmother, this specific iteration, right? 
it's it seems like yeah. she i'm trying to figure out is she singing about you know brand brandy cinderella's dad or is it someone else like when she was even younger right um well like, you have to think she has these two daughters mm-hmm. so it's not like yeah. cinderella's dad was the first person yeah. that she married that's true. right that was more of the practical marriage and then the one before that it could have been about him or maybe it was even before then. Like mm-hmm. the last part is, and it's my it's, favorite line in the song is I fell in love with love when one night when the moon was full, I was unwise with eyes and able to see. I fell in love with love, mm-hmm. with love everlasting, but love fell out with me. Like as someone who has been crushed by a breakup, like is so is like, too real yeah Mm -hmm. because i think like so we've already talked about like this is kind of the fairy tale magic where race issues don't exist but Mm -hmm. just by virtue of these songs being written like rogers and hammerstein this is like 40s 30s something like that Mm -hmm. yeah so in a time where very much women's relationships still are kind of economic security and safety Mm -hmm. and stuff is and just being more practical with marriage is still a huge component of like oh life. yeah so you don't just like so there yeah. is definitely a, the woman that is like i'm not i don't have the luxury of just falling to to my whims and stuff because i i need to have i want a nice house and pretty dresses and mm-hmm. so i have to marry well for that basically yeah, well, this song is so. This song is not a part of the original Cinderella. It was from a different. Um, it was actually from Rogers, not Hammerstein, but the lyrics was from someone else. So it was like a Rogers and Hart thing, according to the internet. And so, but they were like, Bernadette Peters needs a solo song, <laughs> so they yes. brought it and they rewrote well, parts yes. of it. But they took, I think, the chorus um, and the sentiment, and so. And that was from 1963. So I, I mean, you don't have Broadway royalty and say, eh, we don't know. No really solo. That would be like having only a song about like a reindeer. And it's, it's less than I a mean, minute. I mean, <laughs> if we were to give another example of when that <laughs> would be a bad thing, not saying that Disney ever did something so, so stupid, but that would be a good example. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Or I will top you. It's maybe like having a Dina Menzel in Enchanted and not having her sing a single word, not even a little <laughs> ditty about a reindeer. Yeah. So, oh. I will say, though, that they more than made it up to her. They, they more did. than made it up to yeah. a Dina Menzel. But they, like, gave her, they gave her an entire... A billion dollar um, song. A billion jillion dollars. Um, tangent. They gave so her the most insane platform. <laughs> they're like, we feel really bad about Enchanted. So, do you want to be a Disney man? So, speaking of Enchanted, like, so best movie ever. Go on. My two, my two gripes about Disney Plus from the get go, get go, were where's Brandy Cinderella and where is Enchanted? And so now that I have half, I am coming. For Disney Plus. I will say though, like hey, okay. Maddie and I discussed this on the we did the um the big like, announcement. Disney announcement day. Okay. Yeah. We on that episode we talked about it and like I am that person who has been like desperately waiting for the announcement of another Enchanted since Enchanted came out. Like mm-hmm. I even sent um 
I know I sent it to Maddie specifically, but like I put it on my Instagram story when I was in at Disney World last year in the before times. Um, and Good way to put it. Like, <laughs> and I we came out of breakfast and I like stopped dead because there was a group of performers at the end of Main Street singing, How Do You Know? And I just started crying. I was like, <laughs> enchanted. Oh my God. Like, because yeah. Disney's done an A plus job of saying, eh. Like we did it, sure, but we're not going to do anything like that. Like that's like a plus job of just pretending it doesn't exist. And then it made me so mad. And I talked about it in a previous episode. If you guys are willing to go back and listen to it, I do talk about how angry I am that Enchanted Two or Disenchanted, but I think it's called Disenchanted, is being put directly. Oh yeah. Give me my theatrical release. Like, I saw Enchanted in theaters. I love Enchanted. We need more of Enchanted. Like, it makes me so angry that they're putting Disenchanted on Disney Plus instead of giving it a theatrical release. And that's my guess. I think part of what slowed it down too is basically Shonda ending Patrick Dempsey's career. And so. Yeah. Well, which Patrick, you well. did that to yourself. And. Wait, why don't I? Oh, never mind. You I know. Sorry. Caught up. <laughs> Oops. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah. It does. And I mean, sh- well, you know, and her and Disney parted ways poorly. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's so infuriating mm-hmm. that you have something that you know there's an audience for, and you're like, yeah, we're going to put a direct to Disney Plus. Well, I... That's dumb. I think it's not entirely cast up because as showed by the quality of the original releases on Disney Plus, that it's it's not as much of a Netflix thing of like we're just gonna dump a like a fire hose of content that like they're stuff they're very intentional with what they release on Disney Plus yeah. in that case. But I suppose, but like I just still wish that I could go and have that theatrical experience that I've been waiting for. I mean, I literally that came out in what two thousand eight eight or even right? It came out in two thousand eight. I think so. I'll double check. Yeah, you're on the Google. I am. Here. And so, um, she's our fact since Oh, seven. We, we all need one. Oh, seven. So I've been waiting for, let me do math, 17. <laughs> like a lot of years, like 10 plus years I've been waiting for. I'm not 14. Anyway, it's a construct. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so is math. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been waiting 14 years for this to happen. And then, uh, uh, also, I mean, speaking of not on Disney Plus, we're still not over 2015 Cinderella not being on there because yeah. it was on there for two, not even a full day. Yeah. Oh, full it was day. like a day and a half, and then they like took it away, and we don't know why. And it's like that's so weird. It's your movie, like <laughs> because they made the biggest deal about it. They were like many days until Cinderella comes to Disney Plus, yeah. and then they dropped it and took it away, and it's like. No one in the cast did some. I didn't know either. It was literally. I didn't know they took it away because we were going to do an episode on it, and then I looked it up, and, and then you I couldn't watch, watch it. it. <laughs> I went to watch it, and I'm like, "Maddie, where it goes on the main page?" And she's like, "Yeah, um, <clears throat> they did some things," and I was like, "They just 
here. They literally just are we are we like kind of giving our grievances grievances right now about Disney Plus because I, mean, I have not? one. Okay, Go so they did not remaster this version at all. No, <laughs> what no. is no, up didn't. with that? No, like you could have, you could have, like you could have touched up the green yeah. screen in the past. Like was, that was pretty bad. How was your viewing? Can I ask everyone how what it looked like on our TVs and also how old is your TV? So it was, my TV, phone. I bought this, I bought this TV when I moved into this place and we moved in here in, at the end of September. So like in, we bought this in October, say we bought this brand new TV in okay. October. It was like watching it on an Android. Like it was like watching it on an Like Android. a snap on an Android. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was like the thin picture didn't even fill my screen. Like. Yeah, it was full screen for sure. <sighs> It was definitely That's like brutal. watching something on an Android. Okay. Don't so, come for me, Android people. I said what I said. I I was crashing <clears throat> at my parents originally for Snowpocalypse, and we were um, I watched it on my parents' TV in their media room, and that's an 85-inch TV. And so, mm-hmm. I know, it's insane. But, it's a wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, yeah. I guess this is like a 55-inch <laughs> So if you wanted to be more specific about like yeah. what size, so we're it, it, at. it's a big old screen, and yeah, that like you could tell the backgrounds look super cheesy when they pan up to the fake castle on the hill. Mm-hmm. I just like laughed out loud. Oh, so bad! But then partway through, like literally just as Whitney Houston showing up as the fairy godmother, that then the power went out. So then I, oh. so then I had to transfer over the whole thing. and walk. I, I <laughs> you had to take yeah, it. take it into your own hands and then just perform right I, ex- <laughs> I i pulled out my phone and so that way i then just watched it on my little iphone screen where it looked a lot better on an iphone we'll oh really <laughs> i be- i honestly believe that though. i do too like nothing it's that more you compressed. say is like confusing to me I, yeah i definitely agree that the bigger the screen the harder it is to take it seriously Yeah, I my TV's new as of like, wow, probably exactly about a year ago after I moved in here, um, and it was noticeable, but also two disclaimers. Um, I'm used to watching it on DVD, and I've been watching it since I've owned it, so it didn't really phase me because I'm already like well versed in how yikes the '90s yeah. of it all is. Um, but then, too, what bothered me when it faded to black yeah. and you knew there was a commercial, DV doesn't do that. So I'm yes. never watching it on Disney Plus again, but I'm glad it's there. Yeah. But I like my DVD a whole lot. Because then you're like, oh, there's the commercial break. Truly. I agree. I agree. Um, That's true. I watched it on, a, like, a brand spanking new TV, to be totally honest. And uh, I think it started really fuzzy. But... Then yeah. afterwards, you know, I was fine with it. I'm not a, a visual 2020 snob. And I mean that in vision, not in like, <laughs> not in like a year. I'm not a visual, like I, I don't mind if like, you know, it's a little bit, the quality's not as great. But, and and I I actually kind of like enjoyed how cheesy the set looked because then I was like, oh, it's a play. 
it was just it's, just, <laughs> it's a musical. It's a play. It yeah. looks like it's a play. And so that Aww. made me kind of view it through a different lens instead of like, oh, you're right. This is not like a film. <laughs> this is, it's more of a like, it was well, made for TV, right? <laughs> It was made for yeah. TV. It wasn't made to be released in right. theaters. It was made to. It was made for TV. Yeah. And oh, on purpose, Whitney Houston put out a statement that she did it on purpose for the people who Aww. like couldn't, you know, have the DVD players, the VHSs, who wouldn't be able to see it normally. I remember reading something. Whenever I don't know, but she specifically Aww, made it a TV movie it. so that it would have wider to. <laughs> Yeah, let's be real. The budget real. went entirely to so. casting and costumes. Yeah, the now budget for the rest yes. of it wasn't there, guys. That was well spent. Yeah, like, that's where I've already stated this. The budget wasn't there, <laughs> and just the licensings for the... Rodgers and Hammerstein. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you have to think about that too. Twelve million goes fast, guys. Yeah, uh... it does. Like truly, with a cast like that, yes. I, uh, Amanda, if you have not engaged yet, you need to. And specifically, the audiobook, not don't read it, listen to it. So I was listening to the Matthew McConaughey book because you know what? Hear me out. Someone asked me, "Hey, is this how long it actually is?" Because I found it on YouTube, and um, I don't want to pay for a funeral. And uh, I'm purposely blurring what I'm saying. Um, but she was asking, like, "Is it this long?" Because I want to listen to it. And I looked on my library app, and I was like, "You know what? I'm already here. I'll just request it. I don't care. Like, I, I bet it'd probably be a good listen because I know Matthew McConaughey reads it. This dude's life is such a ride that you." You you can't write this stuff like his life. Like his life is nuts. His really for crazy people and like he talks about how like when he was either he was like he just graduated high school or was about to graduate high school and he decided to go like go live in Australia for a year and like on some foreign exchange program and like. That was a whole, like, to-do itself. And, like, he, if you want to hear an entire story of someone continually falling into fame, listen to this book, okay? Because, like, not where he... I was expecting this conversation <laughs> to go, but I'm interested. Well, no, like, but hear me out, because I'll, I'll wrap back around. So, you know, he talks about, like, how he got his first role in Dazed and Confused, literally because he took a girl to a bar his friend was working at and his friend was like yo that's like a movie producer he's producing a movie in town because he lived in Austin at the time and he's like oh cool and then they just struck up a conversation and that role which was supposed to be like a day and a half to three days of filming he filmed on Days and Confused for two weeks and that is one of his most iconic roles ever and it was his first so he just like his yeah, he's just continually fallen into everything wow. that's ever happened to him. But what I'm saying is, is, so Matthew McConaughey won an Oscar, right, for Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. That movie, they, like the direct, there was no funding for this. He said, I'm not doing it. And like, we're doing this movie and you're we're going to find the money somehow. Like, this is the Matthew McConaughey way of thinking. Like, he's like, the money's just going to come. <laughs> like, it's the if you build it, they will come sort of thing where it's like, 
he kept saying like, no, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to do it. They only had like $9 million. And the director was like, I literally cannot make this for anything less than four. There's an Oscar movie that literally said the barest of budgets I can make is $14 million. Okay. That movie won multiple people Oscars and it still had a bigger budget than this Cinderella movie. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, that is an Oscar movie, and even <laughs> they couldn't do $14 million to make this movie, where they barely paid... I don't even think Matthew McConaughey got paid for that movie, for the record. So, th- like, this to make wow. this Cinderella movie for $12 million is a big deal. That's one... And to have this... And to have, like, the cast caliber as mm-hmm. well. So, in season one of The Mandalorian, one episode was $12 million. Yeah, for reference. The last one? <gasps> Money doesn't mean anything. Neither does time. I've decided right Life now. That does, that's not mm-hmm. real. How? It is. I mean, wow. when you think about it, Capitalism how much fake. of The Mandalorian is CGI alone. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, they can't even make movies now for less, for $12 million. $12 million is an unheard of, unrealistic budget for even the smallest indie film. Yes. So think about that. Take that. Wow. Do with it what you will. And Rodgers and Hammerstein is really expensive. Really expensive <laughs> because they knew they knew what kind of people they were. They knew what they were doing. If you watch the um uh God, what is it called? It's it's a is it like is it songs by Sondheim or something like that? It was a documentary from a couple of years ago that uh, Sondheim did. And he talks about how he, I believe it was Rodgers and Hammerstein, that he like grew up at their piano. Like his family was like very close friends. Was it, it was oh. either Rodgers and Hammerstein or the Gershwins? One of those two, the, uh, whatever. Anyway, so whoever it was, moral of this story, whoever it was that was similarly famous to Rodgers and Hammerstein at the time, told him, like, you need to, like, copyright everything you do. Because if you don't, you're going to get taken advantage of. So all those people, all those composers and, you know, songwriters at that time, they're not stupid. They knew what they were doing. They copyrighted everything so that everyone would have to pay them, like, jillions of dollars in order to take over their properties. Because, (laughs) so, like, Sondheim was a songwriter on West Side Story, And he didn't put his name on any of the songs. So he has never seen a return from West Side Story, despite writing heavily for West Side Story. And that would have made him millions of dollars when West Side Story came out. Yeah. So moral of this story is these people at that time knew what they were doing. They were like, "Uh -uh -uh." copyright your (laughs) stuff, get your check. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're going to get that bag. We're going to get it. And you're going to continue paying me until I die. And even then you will still pay me. I don't care. You will pay my estate until I rise from that. I don't care. Like, this is, like, they were not stupid. I can't, God, I can't okay. remember if it was the Gershwins or, or but either way, yeah, they knew what they were doing at that time. So we've been at this almost an hour and a half. So to get things going, we now are at Impossible, which is a moment. A moment. I forgot. We were uh, literally iconic. That's, like, why that word was created, right? Iconic. <laughs> Well, you think like Whitney Houston was like <laughs> the embodiment of iconic. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She can do no wrong for me. Um, yeah. I, think, I mean, there's that, especially since they announced 
that I was coming to Disney Plus, there's that video going around where they're in the studio recording Brandy and Whitney. And she's like, why are you down there? Because Brandy's like, impossible. And and Whitney's like, what are you doing? And so she brings her up. And I like, I love seeing that behind the scenes kind of dynamic. I also, ooh, I want to mention, we're talking about Brandy Cinderella. And there's like this amazing article, oral history that Kendra James wrote for Shondaland about this movie and this process. And she talked to all like all of the the team and the actors and i believe uh the prince paolo gave like personal photos so i would highly recommend looking at that um but apparently they uh with all the songs Mm. they were purposefully trying to make them poppy because it was so broadway um because they treated it when they were like filming it and like rehearsing they were treating it like it was a play and so like, that's why this version of Impossible is so, like, uh, uh, uh. Because they were really trying to, like, break out of the Broadway sound. Because it's very But not straying. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. And it gives it a more, like, I mean, at the time, not so much. Like, if they released this version of this today, I don't know how well it would fare. I think why we love it so much is we're writing heavily on nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're riding heavy on the nostalgia train with that. But, like, I do think for the diverse cast that they had, and at that time, they were like, we need to make our own mark and put our own spin Mm -hmm. on it. Because if we want it to stand out, we have to deviate from the norm. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way it's going to have lasting, like, you know, staying power. And that's, yes, it has for a reason. True. Yeah, it can't just be another like yeah. generic knockoff of yeah. Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Like it ha- it has. What part to do you say? Do something. Do you go for the Whitney part or the Brandy part? That's just a question I wanted. <laughs> yeah, it depends on my mood. Depends on my mood. <laughs> yeah, like See, how optimistic I'm feeling about my voice. Automatically lip sync, and so. Oh no, because if ooh no, baby, if you hear me in the car when I want to dance with somebody comes on. I am Whitney in that moment. I sound nothing like her, but I uh, am the essence of Whitney. So unless the spirit speaks to me, I'm the brandy part. But sometimes that Whitney spirit just flows through and it sings to you. And you have to pretend you sound anything like her, which you don't. Oh. I love I love See? when they're just saying impossible or singing impossible to each other. But like they're changing what it means each time. She's like, impossible, like a yeah. question. And then all of a sudden it's just like, impossible. It's so good. It's like They're you get so the period, the question impossible. mark, the italics, all of it. <laughs> all of the grandma. Yeah. And yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. But you get every, yeah, yeah you get all the connotations yes. of it. I love and it. I, well, it took me I mean, forever to memorize that part too. Like what? Cause it's it's kind of it's tongue twisty, right? It's like yes. oh, I'm trying to figure out what line I was like stuck on. Oh yeah, like a nine year old. Oh yeah, <laughs> world world is full. <laughs> and because these Daft and Dewey yes, I dopes keep building up impossible hopes, impossible things are happening every day. Yes, <laughs> that 
took a couple years of watching to get it, but I did have, I I had to. Pop culture specialty, essentially, that like, it would be like your master's that (laughs) where you just know, don't question this person on this topic. Like people know not to question me in terms of Pirates of the Caribbean, but with Brandy (laughs) Cinderella, but with Brandy Cinderella. Oh God, no, don't even. That is Amanda's and you are queen. (laughs) Well, that's like, well, that's like Amanda. That plus Harry Potter, I will take that. that. You can ask me literally anything about Mount Everest and I will tell you. Like, I am, I am not, I feel like the Venn diagram of people who listen to us and people who have climbed Mount Everest doesn't exist. So I can say this. (laughs) Two circles. (laughs) But um, I am not stupid enough to play the lottery with my life and try to climb it because you could be the healthiest person and guess what you're getting hate you're getting haste you're getting frostbite you're dying i don't care you can't even make it halfway up the mountain i don't care how healthy you are i don't care how many marathons you run no 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 i am not taking i am not taking my life into (laughs) this mountain's hands and playing the freaking lottery and saying you know what i may die no, I am not about to become a mile marker like green boots, okay? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But I will tell you everything there. I think that's why I am obsessed with it now that I think about it. I think I am so obsessed with it because I am utterly enamored with the idea that someone is like, I'm going to conquer that mountain if that's the last thing I No, it is not the last thing you should ever do. It's a freaking mountain. Shut up. It's a mountain. Well, well you know, you know what, school. Megan? I was going to say, impossible things are happening every day. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, 60, keep building up impossible hopes. No, mm-mm. amazing barrel to get to the top is 60 grand. No, 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 I'm not doing it. Enough people have died. Uh-uh. I'm not seeing dead bodies as a trap. Uh-uh. No, I'm not doing this. And I think that's why I'm obsessed, though, because I'm like, what is wrong with you that you think? Yeah, you know what? I'm fine with seeing a bunch of dead bodies. Like, I'm cool with it oh, as long as I can get to this top of this mountain where there's very little oxygen and it's absolutely freezing. I'm going to love it. No. No. I'll buy it. Mm-mm. No, oh, yeah. that's why I'm obsessed with it because I don't understand it. I don't understand it. The, um, where does Brandy Cinderella live? Because I feel like she had to, like, ride the pumpkin up Mount Everest to get to that freaking ball. Okay, <laughs> I think okay. she just lived, right? like, in a pretend land. But so, she was powered by magic, right? So that's why no one was tired so and they she, could breathe. <laughs> when she goes up the stairs to the ball, it mm-hmm. is 11.15. So <laughs> I looked at the... Okay. Yes. Like, How long did it take her to get to the ball? <laughs> Is she only well, has so much like, like, did she leave? And Fairy Godmother comes like almost instantly after they leave. But also, you know, she's been inhaling those cinders. Her lung capacity <laughs> should not have enabled her to get up, look flawless at the top, and then be able to just dance. Dance, dance, dance. Like she should be, she's probably asthmatic. <laughs> like she needed, unless fairy godmother, you know, healed healed her lungs, turned them pink again. But it's and so I wild say, though, like, that, we, like, I know it's a fairy tale and everything, but <laughs> I feel like normally in Cinderella adaptations, they have the person arrive a little bit earlier, like, like they 10 have o'clock. Them at like nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah, you know, so there's at least a couple hours for like them to like get yeah. to know each other and fall in love. Well, time is no, a construct. Forty five minutes. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> right? Well, you think like in the 2015 version, <laughs> he has time to talk to people, go and dance with him a bunch. They go out to the garden and sit on the swings. Mm -hmm. And then she has time to run literally all the way, halfway around this estate to get it's back It's probably to a mile and a half, yeah. Right, so she's got a lot of time. In a dress in glass slippers. In glass slippers. Which, <laughs> speaking of, see, like in the 2015 version, I believe that I, they're not really glass. I know that. I'm not stupid. But, like, they look like it. These were, like, the precursor to the Lucite heels we see now. Oh, like, Kim they're Kardashian jellies. could never. They're jelly. Like, this literally looks like every Lucite shoe we oh, see now. Like, we literally see this shoe all over now. Truly. I mean, not in a modest heel, but you know, <laughs> this, this was... <laughs> this was a sensible modern to be frank yeah. like yeah yeah it was like a good chunk so that it was like you know she didn't feel unstable or anything she could dance right. speaking of dancing yeah. can we talk about I'm, I'm pretty sure 10 minutes ago and the waltz is next right yes okay. so you get the yeah. well first you get the oh. gavotte which is like the one with yeah. the hand and the like foot yeah. and stuff yeah and so <sighs> Great. I remember Fantastic. it took my sister I did think it was weird, though. Yeah. I did think it was weird that, like, when they first get into the ball, everyone's just standing still for, like, 30 seconds. And you're like, what? You guys good? You like, don't dance before the prince. <laughs> I guess, but he was also just standing there. Because he what, did not want to be there. <laughs> he was literally also just standing there. He was like, I met a hot girl at the market today. Why, why are we here? <laughs> Wait, this isn't all one day, is it? <laughs> it might be like... It can't be. It can't no, be because the girls needed to get new dresses. So the... Christelle, don't do that. No, Wait, it's two days. is it not it one be... day? Oh. Two days? Okay. No. This can't be one day. These women need to buy new dresses. No, because the prince is giving a ball, and what? then they get home, and Bernadette Peters says the ball tomorrow night. Okay, beautiful. Okay. Oh. I mean, it's I mean, not the same day, but a day later is not yeah. also realistic. Props to the I mean, planners. Fantasy. It's probably or, or Lionel or whatever. Actually, it was actually Lionel. <laughs> it was five stars was on Yelp. Sure everything was going. <laughs> I mean, for sure, I would hire him for my next party. Events by Lionel. Not that that's ever going to happen. Yes, I like that they're all wearing purplish blue so that everyone <laughs> stands oh, out. Stop. Loved it, and I they're know. all, and it's so di all the like Beautiful. bringing it back to the diversity. All the dancers, so diverse. Like I think all the couples were like mixed race couples. So cute, mm -hmm. <laughs> way ahead of its time in terms of that. Loved. Let's see, because this is, and I think I don't know if I've talked about it. I don't know if Maddie and I have talked about it or what, but. Actually, no, we did on the Mother's Day episode. We talked about like what we needed more of in terms of Disney. And so this movie came out in 97. It's been 24 years. And we still don't have a mixed race couple at the front of a Disney yeah. film. We just don't. And that's not okay. <laughs> like live action, right? Well, is there a mixed race couple in any of the anime? Tiana and Navi? Are they not? No, they're both supposed to be like black characters. What? See, I'm yeah. gonna need a Naveen minute. Is to be like Naveen is black. You Naveen know is mean? ambiguous because it's like because it's hard to tell whether he's like I thought he was Brazilian or a mix of the two. 
But if you go to the parks, he's black. <gasps> what? I never he's meet a very light skinned black black. I always get like park. a Latino yeah. playing <laughs> Naveen or or no. friends with and, Naveen. And he, wow. So that might I be mean, in like in I California. Guess we can, that they can yeah, record, it's because I'm in California. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I mean, you guys have a surplus, so. <laughs> Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like we don't, so we'll, we'll pull that off to the side because that's, I guess you could say racially ambiguous, but you think about it and you don't have a mixed race couple at the forefront of any Disney film, barring like maybe Naveen and Tiana, yeah. but that's it. And other than that though, Wait. you, you just don't, and you need John more Smith of that. And because- Pocahontas or John Rolfe and Pocahontas maybe. But that was historical, and that's and, not even and like the asterisk. <laughs> and, so you can't really like an icky. That's not. We can't include that. I don't think that's right to include it for that because that's there's other things. That's got its own. That's got its own left hand worms to it. You're right. So. You're right. <laughs> but you don't have like you don't have a Pixar film with like a mixed race family. You don't have a live action Disney film. You don't have an animated Disney film. You don't have just that. very little. So for, yeah. Very little, yeah. Yeah. Or that but if you think of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have you have this mixed race couple with from a mixed race couple. You have two very important couples in this film. Like and you can't like Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber play a loving couple. Yeah. Who still match. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so you have these like you have this film that came out in 1997 and we haven't progressed far enough. Like we just haven't, because you think about it, like kids, when they go to see movies, they need that representation because like, I'm in a mixed race relationship. Like I, if I were to like show, if I were to have a kid and like five years from now, if they don't still have that, they'd be like, well, why are they only white? Well, I don't know. I don't work at Disney, but if I did work at Disney, I'd be like, Hey, people's, we need more rick- ma- mixed race because I know so many people who are in mixed race relationships. Well, and also, I mean, I'll bring it back to the Queen Whitney. You know, having Whitney on that team and pushing for so, much. and mm-hmm. that having her team listen to her like that's that's one of the mm-hmm. you know it, it's a, it's all about who's in charge, who's making these decisions, right? Yeah, because the listen part of it too. Well, because- right, and you think. You know, Whitney produced Princess Diaries, but that that is a very, very, very white movie. But mm-hmm. we love it, but it is quite like where did she like and so she put her energy into like making sure like, you know, Brandy needs to be Cinderella. Cause also in the I mean, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure I read that like they wanted if Whitney was not gonna be Cinderella and she was gonna be the fairy godmother, they were like, Okay, then like why don't we have a white Cinderella? And she had to fight them. And she was like, no. And she's the one who called Brandy. They wanted like Jewel or something. I swear to God, they wanted someone like, they Ew. wanted like Jewel. To oh be gosh, that'd be no. terrible. Right? So- yeah. But then you have to like, remember that if she was <laughs> the person that she was at all, they wouldn't have listened to her. They would have been like, no, we're going to go a white way. Mm-hmm. Because we're just, we can make that decision, but it's Whitney freaking Houston. <laughs> They're like, okay, all right, Whitney, we understand, you know, you're producing this. You, we, 
we got you in it and that's what we cared about we wanted you the most so you know what just just we trust you you know what I'm saying and then like you said earlier how you said that Whitney is the reason Brandy got cast well then it makes sense that I what I said before that where where this is like this is a year into Moesha this is beginning of her singing career so Whitney saw something in her and she's like I want to nurture this talent and put her on to a wider audience and what better way to do that than cast her as Cinderella which is one of the most iconic characters that any little kid knows you know so I like that I like that she was like I'm gonna take someone who's not she's known but she's not as well known as she could be and I'm going to, I'm going to let her shine. I'm going to nurture her talent. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. And like, I think the next couple of numbers really do kind of highlight the talent of the cast involved because yeah. 10 minutes ago is just, it's, it's swoon worthy. It's just lovely. Swoony, yeah. And, Amanda, and I know you discovered the one other good version of 10 minutes ago that. Are you talking about Jeremy? I will let you take the floor. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I cried. I'm just like chilling after work like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like I saw it on, I think, Paolo's Instagram. Or I I went to his Instagram and then I went to Cinderella's and then I found the link to that. And I thought, oh, cool. Bawling my eyes out on my freaking couch. Are you... Kidding. It was so crazy. No, you didn't. No, no, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. That Jeremy Jordan and Laura Osnes. Um, they... <clears throat> it's a mashup of the next 10 minutes and um, 10 minutes ago. And it's beautiful. We will, we'll share it on the Twitter. No. Okay, but I Amanda, warned you that I cried. So Amanda, you can't say I Jen didn't warn you. Community Rewatch podcast. We watched the last five years together. One day during quarantine. That's my masters. That's my masters. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I was there. Was didn't I, I do I just this? Said that. I just said your name. Wait. Oh. Did you hear me say someone else? Oh, I thought you were saying Amanda, no, comma, Jen and I watched this, not Amanda, like, Jen and I watched no, it. Sorry. I was like, wait, I was like, there. We did this together. Like, what do you mean? So yeah. Anyway, so one day during quarantine, pretend oh, yes. it had any memory of this. Um, <laughs> so we watched the last five years <laughs> together, and I think for like 15 minutes, either before or after the movie, we had a very serious discussion about Jeremy Jordan's voice and like the clarity of his voice and the power of his voice. So oh. I will not be well. Um, yeah, oh, I will not be well. No, is what I'm trying to say. To... And the facial expressions that he makes. Jeremy Jordan YouTube rabbit hole. Where I sent the link, so you'll see. It's not right. I tried not to do it, but I have to do it. It's all coming back to me now, which is possibly my favorite vocal moment ever. It's like I find myself if I go down a hole, I either end there. Or I end on Jonathan Groff singing The Lonely Goat Herd because that is my favorite song from The Sound of Music. I will literally sing that song with zero provocation. I'll just be sitting in my house and I'm like, I am the hell with a lonely goat herd. Like just by myself. I don't, I don't need 
My other Jeremy favorite Jordan. moment from that same rabbit hole is Jeremy Jordan and Jonathan Groff singing Let Me Be Your Star together. Oh, my my dear I, Snacks. Oh, what a mess you were. Okay. Oops. Gonna have I think to watch the thing that. I need the most is Jeremy Jordan to be cast in a Disney film that involves music or go on Broadway with a Disney um with a disney uh production yes. i would support this the tangled animated series is enough yeah it's not we miss you <gasps> we do okay no. I miss so we girl. have next 10 minutes and it's super sweet but i think my my favorite number for sentimental reasons i love stepsisters lament because it's so fun and also it is the moment for altos to shine <laughs> and that this is the song that i would sing all the time really oh i love oh and also because your your connection to it with your sister yes because we would sing it would together you, and uh, i was gonna say who did you who did you which parts did you mostly Go for Minerva or Calliope. I, I was Minerva for the most part. Calliope. Like, she's only a spiritual bird. Yes. They're both fun. I will say about the stepsisters too, like they they are scene stealers. Like when um when Minerva's like, I want a chance at him. Girl, <laughs> like she didn't, have, she didn't have to go that hard, but she did, you know, and like you're kind of, and she's Lucky like Natalie. they're both gay. They're both giggling and scratching and fluttering and all that stuff. And to go from like that huge, that really big crowd scene of like the dancers and just like lifts and dresses and, and um, like crane shots to go and then focus on the, the comedic talent of these two women and the vocal talents, but uh, just like have it be more intimate, have them like wrestling each other and following the prince yes, being so stealthy it's kind of like um john ralphio and mona lisa state yes. like, don't be suspicious yeah so fantastic just don't be suspicious don't be suspicious sorry because they're in giant gowns like <laughs> climbing over these hedges like you guys good <laughs> Taffeta would have gotten like ripped off on a branch. Oh yeah. I also like the sentiment of the song too. You know, just like <laughs> um, a solid girl like me. <laughs> like yes. Like we get it. She's beautiful. We get it. She's as graceful as a as a bird. Um, but like, come on, like, dude, <laughs> come on, Prince, Prince, right here. And I will say, you know, Natalie, she's so gorgeous. She's so gorgeous, so they had to really work to make her not cute, I feel like. And they didn't succeed. <laughs> no, just the most insane dresses possible. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you have to have. You have to have that kind of costuming. It, it makes it work. Which, again, that was... Um, the budget wasn't there for yeah. their costumes, I'll tell you that. Because the, the material <laughs> that they used for the stepsisters' gowns compared to the rest that's some cheap fabric, friends. That is some cheap. I've watched enough Project Runway. They were um, actually that's some cheap fabric. Yeah, right she was there. really <laughs> itchy for real. <laughs> she, I bet she was. She was probably like, mm, I don't even have to act for this. Me and Percy would say, I question your taste level. <laughs> <laughs> she really would have. 
truth. <laughs> and truth. Like, for sure. Christian Siriano said, dream on it. Hideous. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if anyone would have told him this is the material I'd be using, he'd be like, dream on it. Yeah, maybe maybe just keep that a dream and not a reality. But alas, then, then we get, like, as I was saying before, you know, I didn't really like the do I love you because you're wonderful just because... Um, was ruined for you. The poor senior that <laughs> he was our choir teacher's favorite, but not the right vocal range. And so, yes. bless his heart, he tried. But cozy, you're like, oh, this is lovely, and their voices melt, and it's and they're hot. It is. Let's. I'm. I'm gonna be really superficial, and I just like. I love it when hot people sing to each other, and it sounds good. <laughs> I like it when they I lean mean, on each other and they're all yes. falling in love. And I'm like, yes, this is why I'm I have a TV. I'm a woman with simple needs. I just want to attract people to sing in pretty clothes. Do you clothes. think that I don't... Exactly. Like, do you think I don't repeatedly go back to Agony from uh, Into the Woods and watch Chris Pine and... Billy Magnuson. Oh! Is it, oh. Is it Ian Magnuson? Billy oh. Magnuson. Sorry, it's Billy Magnuson. And you think I don't watch them just rip open their tunics? You think I don't watch that? You think I don't... You don't have that video... That? On your phone? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't think this is real life? <laughs> it's real life, okay? Um, I would stare at those two hot men singing at each other. So the, like, um, let's be real. The, mo- the minute that Chris Evans finally gets in a musical, we will all die. And <sighs> I won't wear clothes. <laughs> what would be the point? <laughs> what would be so the point? So I, when I was watching Do I Love You? Uh, I when it ends, and like he like kisses one hand, and then he goes for the other, and then he goes for the forehead kiss. I literally I scream. I was like three. <laughs> it, just, oh. it was too much. It's too I much. Can't. I can't. Just, and eye contact. I'm. It it was like and it was it was uh it was like I released the breath that I had started holding when she came down the steps before 10 minutes ago and like curtsies and goes real low. And then he like lifts her chin with his hand, his gloved hand. Was it gloved? I don't know. It was gloved. It was gloved. I think that's an important detail, right? His gloved hand. (laughs) And he lifts her chin and they just immediately just like sweeping rounds across the ballroom like i i didn't oh. exhale until the three kiss at the end of do i love you like and then you're uh, just like Whoo. i mean it's romantic and it's supposed to be so, this movie is so romantic yeah, this has straight up romance yeah oh yeah and that's the point and that's what i i think that's what at the end of the day continues to draw us into these kind of things is that it's not oh you know there are pretty songs and there are pretty dresses and everything I think it's the heart of it why we keep coming back is like the sheer romance of it all Mm. because you have all these other really nice elements I come for the songs for most things but what's one of the best parts of the sound of music apart from them escaping Nazi German or Nazi okay so Apparently, I totally forgot. 
software has a two-hour time limit for <laughs> each recording session, and we've been waxing poetic about Cinderella. We were going long way long, yeah. It deserves, but also I was like, oh, crap, did my, like, internet, did my router, what, what just happened? Really, uh, truly. I was like, oh, no, the snow. <laughs> I was nervous. Yes, so... Yeah, so like I was saying, as you were, (laughs) like, yes, I think, you know, it's like a double edged sword, though, because you can have when you come for the romance and you have that electric chemistry, it sells you on the romance. But if you have two people, Mm -hmm. that kind of chemistry, you're like, Ah, well because then the songs aren't as good because you don't believe that love is fueling this fantasy world of music and dance you know right like when we were talking earlier i referenced that even though amanda does not remember that we watched the last five years together no i remember i just thought you said you excluded me from it and i was like but wait i was there (laughs) i totally remember i just thought oh wait what no, I'm saying we three watch it together. But we, like, in that movie, if I didn't oh. believe the chemistry between Jeremy oh. Jordan and Anna Kendrick, I wouldn't Yo. want any part of that. She was in love with him. I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah, so, I mean, don't like, blame her who could not have fallen for that voice is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Jeremy Jordan. All of you him. Know? And, like, I, if I didn't believe, even, even, even something so, it's not a small property for any stretch of the imagination but even something like in frozen with anna and Kristoff, if i didn't believe the two of them that wouldn't that also wouldn't translate as well even if it is an animated film <laughs> like if i didn't believe the two of them together i'd have been like oh, I know. Well. it's animated and he's gay but we still buy it like that ship is still golden yeah because yeah. when he turns her and says my love isn't fragile and then you're just like oof mm. wow and they songs together. Oh. Because we want a man in touch with his feelings to sing a ballad in the woods. About yes. Teens. He doesn't exist. That's why it's an animated film. Um, <laughs> just saying. But yeah, like, I think that's essentially what keeps us coming back is the fact that at the heart of it, it is a romance and it is sweeping. That's what's great about fantasy romance is that something like this, we're swept up into... You know, the costumes is part of it, the songs, the dancing, the set, even though this one's not great. It's like, you know, you have all of these things playing essentially to the romance plot. Yeah, I can and see you that. Know, you're, you're meant to get swept away. It's part of it. And I think a big thing, because I always get so irritated because Cinderella is my favorite of the princesses. And like, sometimes you get the like the backlash of oh, she's not feminist enough, blah, 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 which is BS. And, but the whole thing, especially in, like, this adaptation, it's still a good message to send, like, two young girls and stuff. You get the sweeping romance and stuff, but, like, she has that moment after the ball where, basically, she's talking to her dad and just saying, this night reminded me that I deserve to be loved. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. you do, honey. You do. That you have had hardships and your family life stinks and with grief and oppression and all this stuff that you deserve to be loved because everyone does and you're wonderful and own it. Yeah. But you can't say that Cinderella isn't a feminist 
princess, you know, whatever in that sense, because in all of the adaptations, she literally says, I won't stand for this anymore. Like, you can't keep treating me like this. I've had a taste of what else is out there. And guess what? This ain't it anymore. This isn't it. This isn't it. Like she tell, and even in the animated version, she's like, I, look, I have the slipper. When he comes looking, we're going to be fine. La, la, la. And, you know, she locks her in the tower, but she still makes it, she still finds a way to be heard. Well, I think, I mean, that's why I think that this specific one is is really powerful. Like, yes, I rides for Cinderella story, you know. <laughs> um, no. But this, but this one. the feminist moment of waiting for you is like waiting for this drought. Oh. And useless, <laughs> useless and disappointing. Yes. Yeah. So it's, and I rides for that. But like this, I think having it be brandy having her be this i think her portrayal of cinderella um and seeing how she is mistreated yes this is a colorblind world and race is a construct um (laughs) but i think that seeing her kind of do her thing but with her, she like keeps her head down. I think there's something really powerful in seeing like she, she navigates the world like with her head down because she doesn't think that she should keep her chin up because of the trauma she experienced and experiences in microaggressions, in being talked down to. Um, and, you know, and, and then specifically. Yeah, and even being, you know, she's literally Cinderella. Like, that's not her birth name, right? <laughs> she, right. So her and then she – but in a way, she, like, owns it, right? She owns, like, I'm not a part of this family. They don't want me to be a part of this family. I'm not a part of this family, which is a different kind of Cinderella narrative because there are, like, happy ending Cinderella's where she gets along with her stepsisters in the end, right? Um, but I think that – as somebody who felt very isolated when I was young, you know, going from the, in my own little corner in my own little chair. And then you're just like, you know what? Like once I did get a taste of what's out there, like you said, Megan, um, I, I recognize I can thrive in the world like that. The people I've been surrounded with this whole time don't write. What is the reality? They don't write my story and how it's going to end. And so everything they've told me about myself and everything that they've made me believe about myself is not true because I caught the eye of the prince and I never thought I was worthy, but all these people are like, what are you talking about? Like you are this, you are a person that we look at and we see um, like the beautiful parts of you, like, yes, physically, but also, you know, she's sweet right? She's funny. She's like charming to him. And it's, it, she gets to be a person that she didn't think that she could be. So it's for, for me, that's the heart of Cindy. And I think that like what you're saying is essentially what has given this, this very specific adaptation staying power. Like, like I said, before, even before it was announced that it was coming to Disney plus, how often do we see like 
every couple months, I feel like I would see a tweet from someone saying, remember the Brandy Cinderella? Why don't we talk about that more? Like it, it's been that mm-hmm. way for as long as I've probably been on social media. And it's interesting because this version is very much lightning in a bottle. And it, it could, this version could not have been made now. Like you don't think so at all. Not in the way that this cast did it. Like, these people could have never been in it now because they're always... I mean, Brandy looks the exact same. Please just disregard that. Like, she could play it at any point in her <laughs> life. She looks the exact same. But, like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, she's busy. She's busy. I just Okay? Agree. Like, she's busy. I think that they... I think that Cinderella is timeless. And I think that... Well, no, I'm not saying Cinderella itself. Well, like, obviously, it's continues well, to well, be remade. I'm, what I'm saying is that, like, I think that people, like, we've been talking about it. This this story is timeless and can go in so many directions. And I think the lightning in a bottle part that I'm talking about, uh, uh, that you were speaking of, is how it was progressive and ahead of its time. That's what I mean. But I, yeah. But then I also think that um, I think that we can continue to expand upon, um, like this kind, like bringing back old like golden age musicals really breaking, unpacking them and being like, okay, what is still relevant? What can we uh, change so that, because we know like that was not okay now. And then how do we, how do we uh, latch on to the timelessness of that? And then I think that there's so much talent that are fans of what we are fans of. And I think that they would be willing to big names. I think big names would be willing to like, well, right. To come back and 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 try to do something like this. Maybe you're right, not in the same way. Maybe not for twelve million on TV, but <laughs> but I think in a different no. way, you know. But I but that's what I'm trying to say. Like I think this was lightning in a bottle because it was so progressive for 1997. That I mean, it's we still don't have a version like this. We still don't. Yeah, and, and if, like, one, if you look and, at the and you guys tell list. me about it, I would love to watch it, but. If you look at the cast list for the upcoming Cinderella with Camilla Cabello, and it's just oh god, I forgot all about how horrible that's going to be. Minus oh no, ew, no, we'll hate watch. We'll not even hate watch that. Bye, sorry, no. no. Like, there's no reason to ever put Camila Cabello at the forefront of, of anything. Anything, and I'm talking about music too. Bye. Oh I don't god, agreed. Oh, wait, because- whoa, this cast is bonkers. It is. Yeah, Isn't Billy Ariana Porter Ariana the godmother? Are you yeah. Yeah, Billy joking? God wow. And John Mulaney's in it. Mulaney. Somehow. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. See, it's, it's a miss. It's a miss. I'm past. Hard, hard pass. I can't. I think they're trying to slam too much progressiveness in that new one and change it so drastically that we're not even going to recognize it anymore. And that's what I don't like. Oh, well, hey, now that I think about it, isn't the next Little Mermaid, isn't that supposed to be a biracial couple? Yes, yeah. if that yeah. ever happens given COVID, I but know. yes. Pending the pandemic. I'm about yeah. that. I'm um, about it. I'm ready. You know what? I'm willing to give this. I think we need that. Though. I'm going to give this Camilla one a chance. Like, I'm going to wait. You can report I back will tell you how it goes. Yeah. I get to, I like, I like the possibility of, 
of things. And I hope I'm going to root for them and hope they do well. Missy Elliott's going to be in it. But one of the things that I do oh, notice. stressful. The more you say, the more stressed <laughs> I am. The, 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 Did they cast Melissa McCarthy as Ursula? Yes. I mean, Titus Maybe Burgess was right there, but okay. <laughs> but Davi Dix is going to be Sebastian, so I'm... <laughs> Oh, stop. I'm like, still not going to watch so it. There's so much chaos. This is, this is so, pretty chaotic. This is the most chaotic cast I've ever heard of. Um, The thing that I noticed, though, is, you know, who wrote, who's writing the screenplay and who's it produced by. And I, I failed to mention, because I didn't know, I, like, Googled who were the producers on Brandy's Cinderella. And another one is another uh, Black woman. Deborah Martin Chase. And so she's another reason. Who are the producers on this new one? On the new one? It's like James Corden. So interesting. Yeah. It's like three three men and then do things. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm gonna hope it just keeps getting worse and worse the more we You know what? I rides for Billy Porter though. So I'll I'll support him and I wanna see him, but we will, we will see. <sighs> right, but I think in terms of like progressiveness, this was way ahead of yes. its time. Like way ahead of its time. Yes. And, and unappreciated know, during its time by, by oh, yeah. uh, like not by us. We were super appreciative, of course, but like. By Obviously, like the larger, the yeah, numbers. by the larger, like who are the <clears throat> professional critics? I Hollywood at large. Yeah. But it did, it did get, <laughs> I believe it won an Emmy for art direction or something like that for variety. So, so I think just at the time, it was, it was too good for its time. It was too good for its they time. They didn't deserve <laughs> Well, I'm glad we had it I though. think, yeah. I think in terms of like, critical acclaim if it got negative criticism it's because it was so progressive um and people were uncomfortable yeah yeah that's what i'm saying and like you know what like i said little kids need to see representation as early as possible in movies and especially with stories they're familiar with because if they don't see it they won't see them as those kinds of people they won't say well i can't be a princess well yes you can Yes, you can. So we need more diversity is what I'm trying to say. Well, and and representation matters because, you know, we oh, are yeah. so, so um, black, indigenous, people of color, BIPOC, I guess. Um, like we constantly have to take white stories and see ourselves in them. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that for people to complain or not appreciate uh, Cinderella being black is like because they can't see them, they can't relate to her. And I'm guessing those are older audiences, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's like that's a it's a hypocritical statement because that's all I've been forced to do my whole life is to cling on to white characters, right? right? So, but. Yeah. Because if white people say it and they can't relate, well, then it's not worth it. (laughs) I hate this stupid narrative. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. It's like, it's the same thing with books. I mean, you know, people sit there and say, 
why are the only books we're adapting based on white characters? Oh, you mean the canon? Why, we, well, they, yeah. well, they, <laughs> they would, well, they believe that like, you know. Because they're timeless or classic. That you adapt. Well, like, I'm just like saying, even in general, if it's a modern book, a lot of the books that get picked up that are not white driven books, they take significantly longer to be made into a film or TV series because they are not either written by or feature white main characters. And like, uh, I mean, and that's stupid. It's, it's, it's asinine. Cause like, even thinking about like progress we've made and everything, like just the controversy on Twitter today of that some people are still having a brouhaha over with oh, the Bridgerton yeah. news that they changed Kate the last Harma. name of the character to make it reflective of since they cast an Indian actress that to give like a, a Hindu last name um, mm-hmm. instead of doing Sheffield, it's um, Kate Sharma. And people had a mm-hmm. problem with that? And they did because yes. Oh, I'm going to tear people up on Twitter. Uh-uh. Please I'm do. Go on Twitter right now. Would bad. love to watch. But people clutch their pearls. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing with Bridgerton, yeah. period. <laughs> people are mad. The white people are mad. Sorry yeah, about you know it, but it's mad? true. They're not mad when he's licking a spoon at them, is he? No, Oof. they're not mad then. Okay, but no one's mad about that. Let's be clear. That's. I'm just saying, they're not Oof. mad then. No, but it'll be interesting to see the continued fallout because Shonda's in charge and she's going to make some good decisions. Oh, yeah. Whitney would be Netflix proud. Money. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> She's the number one show for weeks in a row. Yeah, she's fine. She's going to make the right choices. <gasps> Can I share some a fact that I just found? Some trivia? Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. So the director of this, he also directed She's All That. And from, and from <sighs> Justin to oh. Kelly. <laughs> yes. Well, you ruined it with that. But. Oh, my gosh. It's really funny because I was literally just thinking about She's All That today See? the, the I was just thinking about that number makes more oh my, sense right isn't this amazing and the rom-com <laughs> why the the rom-com vibes you know true because yeah. you get a full-on rom-com meet cute which then how they call yes. back to it at the end because mm-hmm. the cheesy but you are like dying Can I mention? I don't really hear it. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it. Okay. Amanda's gone. Bye, Amanda. So, wait, do you want me to check if it's me? Should I exit? See if it's me? I, 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 I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> but continue your thought. Oh, she said, okay, that was definitely my sound. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Um, continue my thought. I have no idea how to continue. <laughs> I was like thinking of Freddie Prince Jr. Is she going to come back? Okay, there, Amanda's here. Hi. Hello. 
Yay, glad you're back. Oh, nope. <laughs> glad you're back. Just kidding. Oh, dear. Bumping butt up. Well, if we She'll get Amanda it. back, then we should probably just kind of wrap it up. But yes. yeah. What song are we on? Uh, there she for is. a new computer soon. Uh, I didn't even realize we were still talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I Can I? Mean, basically, it's just the finale of like. There's them music in you. Really cute moment, and oh. then music in you. Yeah. Yes, their music in you. Saw so- I was sobbing. Um, it's the like we said. It's the supreme version. It's the, uh, it's just everything. No one can beat her. No one can top Whitney. Um, (laughs) And having her kind of like in the cheesy, like green screen way kind of float over everything. Oh, it's perfect. I love it. Because basically at the end, she's like the angel on top of the Christmas tree. Yes. Every single time. I think the same exact thing. I'm like, she belongs up there. She lives up there. <laughs> Perfect. And like the montage of like, you know, the royal wedding oh. and the carriage. I did think it was weird though that everyone was wearing like white and cream colors. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Uh, as the bride, no thank you. Um, yeah. Please don't. Do you mean as they went through Munchkin Land? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get you know. I'm not kidding. You're going to go back and watch it and be like, oh my God. It is. You're gonna see it now. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I mention? Watch. Can I mention the um when Whitney's talking to her, Whitney, the fairy godmother's talking to her, and then she says, "It's not because you're pretty and your pretty braids or or I think I forget what the line is, but she says something like, "Oh, you think he fell in love with you because of your face and your pretty braids?" Yeah. I love that she mentioned her braids. I think it's so we don't talk about the fact that you know she got to she wore box braids and yeah um i think i read yeah and in that article i i definitely read like that was a big issue is that they needed black hairstylists on this yeah and they didn't at first and so then they brought them in so i was like that's so good because you can always tell which doesn't even happen now now i mean about how how coleman she just came out headbands exactly oh my and god you think about candace Patton has literally oh, uh-huh. said repeatedly uh-huh. in my contract i had to state you will get me a black hairdresser or i cannot be on this show you uh-huh. don't understand a white woman cannot work on my hair yeah so for 97 97 like it, see every part of this production was way ahead of its time way ahead of its time <laughs> in every single way Every Mine single way. Like set, but I mean, it's fine. We don't. We're, we're we love Munchkin that. Land. We love Genovia. We love. We love it. We love to see it. So I don't care. The it's, bad place. The bad place. <laughs> <laughs> or the good place. I don't or know. the good place. <laughs> we we love to see it. Recycle your sets, please. If they that's what gets us something. an A plus cast, I'll take recycled sets forever. Like. <sighs> Uh, while we're while we're talking about strong black women, um, so Whoopi, they said that Whoopi on this movie she got her own diamonds, <laughs> like she because they were giving her costume jewelry and she was like nah, and she like talked to Harry Winston and she because she was friends with them. That <laughs> That's a yeah, she said move. I'm going to yeah, she got like five million dollars of actual 
jewels. I need to send you the link. I'm going to send you all the link. It, what? That was the moment in Crazy Rich Asians when they couldn't find the right engagement ring and Michelle Yeoh was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Here's a ring from my collection. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, Love it. What gets me is like, I mean, because there have been other movies where Whoopi's done that where she's like, it's fine. I'll just do this myself. And like, mm-hmm. she gets like absurdly expensive things just given to her. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, it is Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, love her. This She's one true. of the only female egots. Oh yeah. She's, I think, one of two people to win the Mark Twain Prize, or two African Americans to win the uh, Mark, Mark Twain Prize for humor. It's like her and Dave Chappelle. Her and Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. I, Eddie Murphy might have won it. I don't know, but I know for her is. It's her and Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, she's got awards that are very hard to get, okay? Yes. <laughs> she's got it, things... It's just, who is involved in this is, it. it's amazing. Yeah. And it oh, really it. was lightning in a bottle, yeah. For $12 million hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Money is a construct. Oh. I'm telling you, this movie would be impossible on that budget mm. today. Impossible. And it, not in the way that's like uplifting impossible. Like it's legitimately impossible. It's just no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to finagle it at all. They would literally have to have like. I, I will close this out board. of everyone of just real quick. How was it of the just the overall experience of revisiting this after however Lovely. many years? Lovely. How lovely. Hmm. I thought it was quite lovely, and I did enjoy myself. How lovely. Yes, I agree. I watched it every day for this three-day weekend. <laughs> oh, Le- yeah. well, you legitimately. It, it in at 125. Mm-hmm. Very easy to watch. Very I easy to play in the background. Um, I think the fir- when I first started watching it, I like it was Friday. I got my burrito blanket that looks like a tor- tortilla. I wrapped myself up, and I just was just in a happy place like i was just cry singing yeah that was great for you yeah i have it documented also on my instagram (laughs) (laughs) not even mad i just i was just gonna say i just enjoyed everyone being over the moon about it Mm -hmm. because like i had to go drop my amazon purchase receipt i'm just very glad everyone's like hype over this and it's not just me being like, oh, yeah, I have the DVD. It's like, oh, shoot, everyone's, like, about it. So that's mm-hmm. been the most fun thing for me. It's like, okay, cool. We're all connected again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good break from uh, this whole panorama. Mm-hmm. You know, something to do inside and safely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's now nice to have easy access to it of just when a day is rough to bust that out and, and enjoy yourself. And yeah. Yeah. the magic. Yeah. I think the content too, like the social media content, like that's coming out about it, like Brandy Cinderella TikTok and like all the Instagram posts and the stories and the cast coming back and saying things and and revealing more stories. I think it's really sweet that they still remember what happened on this set. Maybe not in like what they filmed that day, blah, blah, but in how uh, they felt and how they were treated and who they worked with. I love them all. Absolutely. Well, 
Thank you so much for coming on that. So just wrap things up. Um, Christelle, where can the people find you? I am on Instagram as Miss Christelle Go, and I have the same Twitter handle as well. I think most of, I know most of you from Twitter. <laughs> so I think I just started adding like people on Instagram. I was like, oh yeah, I can see their faces instead of their little word <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> and I recommend Christelle's a good follow because she has an adorable golden retriever, which is also oh. solid content. Oh. <laughs> Penny is very cute. <laughs> Thanks. You have to respect. And Amanda, where can the people find you? On Twitter, I am a fangirl without chill. So my handle reflects that appropriately. Um, <laughs> fangirl, lower, case W underscore O, capital C, chill. Because I never have chill. So come find What's me. I yell chill? about things and um, post about the books I read, which is too freaking many. So I'm telling <laughs> you, Matthew McConaughey, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on and that for about two and a half hours. We literally oh, talked longer about this my movie gosh. than the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> that tracks, also given our 50 billion rabbit trails. So. Just, right. just play it while, like, play both. Like, number one, turn on, uh, turn on Disney Plus, press play, and then press play on the podcast, and then just, like, have it on while we talk about it, right? It literally might be just, like, an episode we split in half. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of parsing creative editing and so um you guys know where to follow us and um i also realized i forgot to edit our um episode re recorded last week on soul so we'll probably be dropping two episodes in the same week so that's fun and oh, other fun things coming up so thanks again for listening bye 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 <laughs>Thanks again so much for listening to this episode we recorded this during the texas snowpocalypse of february 2021 so um, we did have some technical issues throughout the recording process so apologize for any sketchy audio but this was a really fun one thanks for listening bye Thank you so much for listening to once upon a stream make sure to subscribe and drop those five star reviews on apple podcasts as they really help us out with our visibility and we really do appreciate it and don't forget to follow us at once upon a stream on both twitter and instagram for updates on future episodes as mickey says see you real soon bye, bye.